it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Punani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Keep it sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Could let you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you No, it's not a second advert for um, Sally um, and for you to go and like things. It's just me, Kalechi. There's no song this week, but you know what there is? There's me. <laughs> I was back. waiting for, I was just like, what are I'm you going to say? <laughs> I'm back. It's Sadiq, guys. I'm back for you guys. And I missed you guys so much. I missed the podcast. I hope you guys missed me as much as I missed you guys. Yeah, yeah, they did because people have been <laughs> like, I'll just be putting up something random talking about the podcast and be like, oh, when's Sadiq coming back? I'm like, are you all right? I'm, I'm talking and you're asking me about Sadiq. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks so much. But anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck your mum and we are back in the place so much has happened this week when i was putting the notes together i just yeah. thought i don't even know i'm i'm maybe part way through i'm just gonna be like skip that skip that because yeah. otherwise we'll be here talking for a year honestly it's been it's been a bit of a depressing week really oh gosh it's been so much to take in one of my things was that i managed to i got my tattoo done that i wanted to get done of my name in Insibidi, the yes, yes, uh, yeah, indigenous language of my people. Them did that hurt? I don't think I asked because where you got it is quite sensitive, right? It's where Brianna did her um her the um, angel. Is it the angel that she got? No, she's got Isis, the um the goddess devil. Isis. No, oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing with black people. You say anything other than Jesus, and, and it's, it's the devil. And it's the devil. <laughs> I literally thought, oh no, Isis don't sound like a good <laughs> angel boy. <laughs> But yeah, is that where, that's where you got it exactly there, right? It's yeah, that not, area. It's not very painful? No, honestly, this was the best tattoo experience that I've ever had. I mean, I've only had one tattoo before this, the balloon on my side, and that was a machine. They used the machine to do that, the machine work. Um, and that was painful. They were like, come on, of your very first tattoo and you want it on your rib on the side. But I got through it. It was fine. But after that, I just thought to myself, I'm not really a tattoo person. I don't want any more tattoos. Then I just started looking at more and more mm. and more and more of them and then um i asked people do they know of any like black people that i can go to um other than the person i went to before to get a tattoo done and they sent me lots of people but the person i felt drawn to was tosca um she's incredible she's so lovely um she is i want to say kenyan um, but um, she, I think she moved to the UK when she was 10, but she's just lovely. She's just amazing, um, amazing vibe, amazing vibe. And we had a great conversation and she was using this space in, um, in East near Bethnal Green. She was using, it's really pretty. And, and I just don't understand why tattoo spaces have to be like dark black and, mm, and grungy. Uh, yeah. This was really pretty, like really pink pastels, really like rose gold ornaments and, it was just a vibe. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, hand poking, it, it didn't hurt at all. It didn't hurt. What's the difference between hand poking and like a normal tat? 
that we'd see on using a machine. So the normal tats they use a the machine. It's like zzz, and uh-huh. so it's quicker. Uh-huh. So it's making the um, dots a lot Connect. quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just doing it very, very oh, okay. quick. And so it feels rather abrasive because it's just like brrr, like relentless. Uh-huh. Um, whereas hand poking, they're literally doing it by hand. That sounds very painful. <laughs> that sounds. <laughs> Very, very painful. No, I don't think it's uh, painful at all. It, especially not there. When um, when I I showed people, they were like, "Oh, it must have been painful having it right there." No, I was having convo. Um, and she's pos- poking you with a needle. Just yeah, one, one, yeah, but one, and, but one. she was doing it, and she was she said she didn't want to go too deep, so she kept it very surface as well. And she was like, "Poke, poke." And she she did the first one, and she's like, "How was that?" I was like, "It's all right." I mean, what? That <laughs> you go, you've got. I think you've got a high pain threshold. Maybe that's another. I think thing. you do because hand poking does not sound. It literally sounds like acupuncture, but that's staying in. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> but no, that's interesting that you say that because acupuncture. When I had it done, when I wanted to induce labour, that was a mood and a vibe too. Oh no, you're nuts. <laughs> you are nuts. The thought of. Ugh. And was, that that was more uncomfortable for me. Acupuncture was actually more uncomfortable for me than this because poking. yeah, because the um, the needle stay in there for a while to stimulate that oh, that gosh. that um whatever they call it that yeah the, the muscle thing yeah the the are there any point, benefits the to hand poking? So would it is the tag gonna last longer? Does it come out looking better? No, it's just you know going just back the to, yeah going back to the basics, going back to the the mood, going back to yeah I I I honestly prefer it because when that needle the machine when that hits it's you you hold your breath initially that you have to remind yourself to, to breathe because it's just like and it just even the stop. sound of it yeah it's just it's relentless it was a lot but this I mean and even then I eased into it and you just get on with it and I actually enjoyed the shading more when I was having a machine tattoo I enjoyed the shading more because they changed the needle and I think it was just I preferred that the shading is on your skin oh gosh. yeah but but the hand poking oh it was it was just lovely it was so lovely i was saying to tosca um tosca when i was having it done i said while i was there i was just like i'm already thinking about what i'll get next now (laughs) from her yes from her like that is who i'm going to i'm i'm all right yeah i don't need you found your person now and i don't need any like necessarily like intricate designs or whatever Mm. you know this was very very straightforward i sent her the images Mm. and then she got it ready and it was just wonderful it was wonderful so now I'm looking at something else, but I don't know what, but this was the most important one to me. And I wanted it kind of near my solar plexus, although it's a bit higher than that, but I just wanted it there. Just that it's mad, like to see your name as your name would have, should be written. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get what you mean. Like, it's weird. Like that's my name. And you think it's yourself and I'm spelling it and, you know, talking about it to a completely different way. Yeah. So, yeah. And you see these symbols and you're like, no, nah, there's power in that. There's power in reclaiming what your name I look name at those symbols and I think to myself, people used to be able to read that. <laughs> like, seriously, no, I look at things like that and I look at things like Arabic and I just think to myself, the brain is amazing. Like, how are you looking at these strokes? Because they're just strokes. Yeah, yeah. And you're making sense of it. Do you get what I mean? A different, if it, if it, if it strokes to the left, if it strokes to the right, it's a completely different word. I'm just yeah. like... It's amazing. It actually is amazing. But then the thing is, that's we've dumbed ourselves it. down a bit. But, <laughs> no, it's because we're used to we're used to the language of the colonizer. We're used to this language. <laughs> like that is what it literally is. Because other people can look at English and be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Well, yeah. True. You know, or this the, the alphabet system that we use now and be like, "What the hell is yeah. that?" But if you look at Latin, where um, a lot of this originated from, you're you're still seeing it there as well. Mm. If you look at um, Greek. 
when you how that's written as well it, it, other people's languages will always look a bit like what yeah it's but, but it's, it's just it's just a series of patterns once you understand you. yeah when you once you understand what the symbols and patterns are it's fine like knowing that the the components that go into making kelechi you, i recognize the chi now in all of the other names because mm. the chi is always the same the in like and that's God. So I even looked at that and started to deconstruct that. Like, rah, this is how um, they 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 wrote God. This mm. is how they wrote Chi. Like, this is how they wrote it. Mm. This is how they saw it. And so what does this curve mean? And then there's a crown at the top of it, of the uh, on top of the symbol. So that's t- telling us about, you know, the, the I guess, the magnitude of God and mm. the, the regal nature of it all. It's amazing, man. It's amazing, and I'm glad that I got Kalechi Okafo, but I was thinking whether I should have got Okara for, because that's actually the longer version of my surname. But I thought, no, I'm going to get the one that I've actually gone by all of my yeah, life. Yeah. So I got Okafo instead, and it just looks amazing, and I'm so happy and so proud of it. I haven't showed mummy yet, but she hasn't brought it Does up. Does mummy know you got it? I don't know. Oh, okay. But she watches my Insta story sometimes, so I just... You've got mummy on Insta? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say, but I did not have mummy on Instagram. No, everything that you post, you'll be, everything you post, you'll be like, do you know that this is demonic? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, there's no way. I can't even believe she uses Insta. Yeah, she watches Insta stories whenever I I just see her little face there when I'm looking at, you know, looking at my own stories and I just see her little, yeah, just there pop up. I'm like, okay, so she's been, and she'll refer to it. Like she'll refer to what she's seen in stories. Like I'll be telling her something. I'll be like, oh, I've got a bit of a headache. Why won't you have a headache when you are running 10 miles? <laughs> <laughs> Mom, maybe you should run 10 miles as well. I'm so sorry because you should as well, Mum. She said to me, Kalechi, I had a dream. Oh, I'm yeah. like... <laughs> you know when she starts with the dream, it's just like, oh gosh. Why do you always have dreams about the things that I enjoy? That she will have dreams about what you enjoy. But when it comes to online shopping, they, she never has a dream that, you know, she needs to stop doing that. She never has a dream. No one comes to her in the dream and says, you know, the online shopping you're doing is too much. You know, you've bought those shoes right, already. Right, you already have it in another right. color. You do, not, you need do not need it. They never come and tell her that, but they come and tell her stuff about us. I just think it's just, oh gosh, the most frustrating thing. She was like, I had a dream. I don't want you running more than two miles. <laughs> this 13 miles, 11 miles, Kelechi is too much. Who's chasing you? Why are you running? <laughs> she's like, no more than two miles. I said, mommy, I'm not going to get anything out of two, two miles. miles. Like, Who's going to get anything out of two miles? What's two miles going to do for me? Like, oh, come on, I can't, I can't. She's like, but please just less less okay I'm like, how is my exercise bothering you what is it got to do with you honestly and she's discouraging you can you Disc- imagine? imagine someone oh. discouraging you okay, and even God. after i got her a fitbit and i was like just wear the fitbit um and just get your steps in she texted me the other day she just texts eleven thousand. oh yeah no no she was happy about the steps yeah. i was like yeah you need to get more of those steps in mum. seriously just walk around walk around walk around so get i was those proud steps of, in the body's made for moving i, I was proud of her eleven thousand because i set her thing at um her target eight thousand oh so. good so she's got 11,000 steps in she, she needs to continue that and, and I'm saying to her mum you know you can't do 11,000 steps then like chill you need to like continue doing it she said no 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 now that she's done 11,000 steps she's going to chill for two days <laughs> I said you're just not it doesn't even divide into it. Two. no it doesn't <laughs> you're just not getting it I think that's the problem that people have with exercise they go hard and they think they need to rest yeah 
Yeah. No. Can you just pace yourself? Because yeah. if you just did everything, you know, bit by bit, you'd be all right. Yes. No, she's done 11,000. It's the way she texted it. She was just like, 11,000. And I just you knew just what... You just knew that she was talking about steps. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like she transferred you that money. You know? <laughs> 11,000. It could only be steps, boy. <laughs> oh, she's requesting. But no, it was... It's... Um, I really enjoyed that... Um, tattoo and yeah more life more life um i'll look at something else i'd like to get my dad's name you know, like his actual Igbo name um but i this, this that's what's mad about this year that i'm lucky to have found my name because so much got destroyed that that's literally it that's mm. all that i could find but i'm gonna keep researching and it was just interesting that other people were messaging me and they were like, oh, um, I'd like my name in this too. Can you tell me how I could go about it? Uh, you you did tag um, your tattoo artist, right? No, I tagged the tattoo artist, but they want to know how they, do they go about getting the actual, their name. Oh, okay. Oh, how you how you found out the yeah. symbols. Oh, okay. And I'm sometimes I just want to, I want people to feel empowered to use Google. Mm, I get that. Because the thing is, I gave you the type. I gave you the actual name, yeah, Insibidi of of the symbology. I I gave you that. All you now need to do is type that in That's plus all. your name, and then you're good to go. I think people assume you have a special search engine like a collection. <laughs> Kalugo, yeah, because fam, if I can do it, you can do it too. And I usually put it in the body of the text what I did mm-hmm. to get it. So mm-hmm. why don't you go and do it? But I should spoon feed you and I should... I understand that people are just like, well, you're already here, so why don't I ask you? But don't ask me because yeah. if you're asking me, imagine that, I don't know, 10,000 other people are asking the same thing. I think you're going to be getting everybody's symbols and be sending it to them. Right. For free, for actually. Free, for free. That's You know, I always have a problem with doing things for but free. But then now I'll do fundraising. You'll tell me that, <laughs> <laughs> that I haven't done enough work. I haven't done enough work. Or what have you done to deserve this? What, what have you done to deserve this? <laughs> but everyone wants free information and advice nah it's it's a lot but um anyway i'll get into the tarot then um i'll get into the tarot and i think um big up the sponsor for this week so the sponsor for this week is skillshare and i'll be talking about them shortly yes i'll be talking about them shortly anyway into the tarot then so tarot is really nice which i think we need we all need a break We'll need a break from all of the fuckery. Um, the first card is Ace of Cups. So there is, I feel like there is an, a rejuvenation taking place. There is some way that our cups will overflow and be filled in the next, you know, couple of weeks that we really, really need. We need people to pour back into us. We need spirit to pour back into us because I feel like a lot of us feel so depleted. I know that the other day, you know, I was even saying when the news of Chadwick Boseman came out that, um, that you know, that he'd uh, passed away, that I just felt like crying. I just felt like there's a need for somewhere to just, a safe space, you know, like just a safe space to break down. I would just like a nice space that's got snacks, drinks and whatever, where I can just scream, cry, laugh for no reason and just put myself back together and then go about my business. Where is that space? Because I just don't feel like I have it. And so many people, when I said, I just really, really want to cry, they were like, oh, just let it out. Just let it out. Speaking fam, if I could just let it out, I would have. It's not like I'm needing your permission to fucking do it. I'm just saying that it's, it's something that I want to do, but then this release is just not, 
it's just not coming and I don't know why I mean a, um, a couple of weeks ago or last week or whatever I had a, a moment when I heard about Jacob Blake being killed um, not killed god forbid when I heard about Jacob Blake being paralyzed by the police I just sobbed because I just thought what is this there's so much grief and it's like this onslaught and it just won't stop so there is a depletion you there's a collective grief there's a collective mourning there's a collective ex- exhaustion that we feel and I feel that this is spirit kind of saying don't worry I'm going to be pouring back into you I'm going to be giving back into you like nothing is ever lost nothing is ever lost um And the next card is the six of pentacles. Once we get that energy back, we have to be very, very sure about how we're using the energy. So in this image, we see a black woman. She's giving out gifts to people who are on their knees and they're holding their hands up and there's the six pentacles around her. And I feel like to me, this black woman is God. And this is God giving us the gifts that we need because we're being replenished. We're being given to in that way. But once we've been given to by spirit, we can't now just go and use the gifts anyhow and go and be squandering it. Our energy, our em- like our emotional energy, our physical energy, we have to be very, very careful of how we're using it because eight of wands, which is the next card, there's so much more to come. Like that's not to make anyone feel apprehensive, but we've got a long way to go in changing these systems and, um, you know, dynamics that have been at play for centuries. We've got a long way to go in shifting them. And um, this year isn't over. There's still a lot more in terms of energy, in terms of change that we're going to have to demand as humans because too for too long we've kind of sat back expecting somehow for things to change when we haven't been doing the job of changing them. Um, obviously, we know that there are activists, there are people, there are just people who aren't even activists, people who are just in their day-to-day life, they're light workers and they're making that change. But a lot of us are being called to get ourselves together and contribute in that way. And um, the Queen of Swords is the next card. We're going to have to make decisions, hard fast decisions about who can stay in our lives and who can't and what we'll we're willing to tolerate and what we can no longer um tolerate we're having to make those decisions um before the year is through we're not going into 2021 because 2021 is going to have its its own bag of uh, of um challenges as well as victories and all of that stuff but we need to go into there with as little baggage as possible and that's what is happening now we're going to be refueled by god in order to get through the next stages of everything but we have to be very very conscious of where we are expending our energy and that even goes into because i'm looking at the six of pentacles even more the the talents that we have where are we using our talents just because something can make you money doesn't mean that you should be doing it and i and this message keeps coming back over and over again just because something can pay you well doesn't mean that it will serve you well so you have to be making choices now you're going to be finding that situations are presenting themselves where you're being asked who are you who the fuck are you who the who are you past your ambitions who are you because the who you are is what's going to matter when all of this crumbles and this is why you see so many celebrities moving mad because they actually don't know who they are past the title of celebrity past you know it's influencers people like that past the parties that you go to that are exclusive who are you outside of those things you don't know 
So now people are being exposed to themselves and a lot of people aren't liking what they see. So this is the time to shed yourselves of the parts that don't serve you so you can see yourself more clearly and you can be confident and happy and proud of the person that's reflected back to you. The card that comes from the archetype um, card deck is the Midas slash Miser. It says light attributes, entrepreneurial or creative ability to turn anything to gold, delight in sharing life's riches, shadow attributes, hoarding money and emotions, obsessive fear of losing your wealth. Fam, fam, fam. I, um, I alluded to this last week that there are people who as they're rising, instead of them being comfortable with and being proud of how they're rising and, and they're getting, you know, noticed and they're making money, all they think about is what if this goes and what if this person is about to come and take my bag? What if, you know, I don't, I'm not going to put anybody on because I need to protect what's mine. They, they can give you the appearance that they're supporting other people, but what they're actually doing is skipping the people who are directly in their minds behind them, hot on their heels. Then they'll jump over them by a few people and go to the people that they know aren't catching up to them anytime soon. And they'll be like, oh, look at this person. Let's support this person. Or they'll go the other way and be picking up the people who they feel or they perceive to be ahead of them. And they'll be posting those people. But what they're doing is very much being aware of the people who they feel are their competition and avoiding them but still giving the illusion that they're putting people on, that they're celebrating people. That comes from a, um, a mindset of scarcity. That comes from a mindset of, you know, I, I, I can lose this at any time. If you truly believed in God's blessings for you, you wouldn't think that there is any human on this planet that can come and take those blessings away from you. You would be fine with putting other people on. You, I'll, I post the most random things on my stories. I'll share other tweets that other people have posted because that is their knowledge. Why am I going to try and repurpose it and make it out like I thought of that shit? I don't think of that shit. I've only got so much brain capacity you know, to, to think of things, you know, let people know the people that inspire you. Let people know the people who educate you. That doesn't take anything away from you, but some people are so scared of that. And I go back to the chat shit, get banged video. Again, I'm very, very aware, acutely aware of those who engage with it and those who didn't. And I instinctively know why the people who didn't, why they did that thing. Because again, it's about, I don't want to be seen you know, I don't want that person to be seen in case they overshadow me because, you know, I, I don't want that. And it's a very scary way to live because you're not actually living life and you'll continue to get money. You'll continue to get, you know, these bookings and go and speak at these events and do all of these things. Um, and whatever book deals or whatever you get off the back of pretending that you're not seeing the people who are doing the work but you'll never be happy. You'll never be happy because you feel like at any moment something is going to happen that's going to take all of this away for you um, from you. Stand firm in the knowledge that what God has given to you, there is no motherfucker that can put it asunder. But until you sit in that knowledge, until you sit in the knowledge that you are worthy of the things that you have, you'll always feel like there's somebody better that can take it away from you. Me personally, I've gotten to the point in my life where there's no person, let me tell you this, with all of my chest, there's no person on this planet that is better than me. And at the same time that I am no better than anybody else. I'm just using my skills in a very specific way. I'm using my divinity in a very specific way. And other people use their divinity should they choose to see it in their own specific way. So why can't I celebrate your divinity? Because it will not diminish mine. We are all of one source. We are all of one source. We all come from source. So anything that we're doing is is really going back to source it's not it's not something that we're going to keep 
So if you choose to, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to share this. That means that you don't believe in your divinity. That means that you believe that it's something that can be diminished, that can be taken away. And I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that any longer. So if I see something that I think is cute, I'll boost the ting. I'll amplify the ting because it won't take anything away from me. And if somebody gets an opportunity off what I've done, that wasn't my opportunity. That was clearly their opportunity. Nothing that's mine will ever pass me by. Nothing that is truly yours will ever pass you by. Every door that seems close to you is not close to you. It was just never yours to enter. Maybe not even to enter at that point or to enter at all because that's not your timeline. That's not the timeline that you are on. Other people are on different timelines to you. So rather than stretching your neck to look at what's happening with them, focus on what you're doing. And the fact of the matter is, we should be promoting the people that are close in proximity to what we're doing because the more of us that there are singing from the same hymn book, the more harmonious this melody is and we can get it out there and more people are likely to hear us. But if you're trying to sing all of the harmonies by yourself, first of all, you look like a dickhead. First of all. (laughs) (laughs) Number one. That's it. You can't hold all the notes by yourself. And that's why you need for other people. Look at my headphones even jumping off because they know it's a word. Um, that's why you need other people. That's why the choir is there. Yeah, you can do a banging solo, but what makes the solo bang is by having other people there to harmonize with you. And that's what we need to be aware of. We have to be more open to taking our part in the song of life. And we talk about earth song. We have to be able to be able to sing that earth song um, and recognize where our harmonies are and hold on to the thing and stop trying to sing other people's harmonies because it's not yours. But um, the next card from the messages from the angels card deck is angel crystal. And it says, have faith and hope because there is something positive and new on the horizon that you can't see yet. Again, that's what I'm saying about the Ace of Cups. Like God is going to refill our cups. I know that this time has been so hard and so tough on everybody. Myself, when I tell you myself included, I've been going through it because there's just, I feel like I'm carrying sadness that's not necessarily even mine, grief that's not necessarily even mine, but there's a collective, there's a palpable, visceral grief that we're all feeling. And more so because we're looking at these government systems around the world, they're carrying on like Corona isn't here, but Suffolk Council is sending me an email like, oh, there's been such and such cases in your um, area this week. So just be aware and wash your hands and do this. Fam, people shouldn't be going back to work and shouldn't be going back to school. Don't tell me to wash my hands. I've been washing my hands. Yeah. And I've been washing my legs. So <laughs> I am not the problem. No, <laughs> It's you trying to make people resume normal activities when you have not gotten a hold of, you know, the virus. That is the problem so there's so much happening that it's no it's normal to feel down it's understandable to feel down it's understandable to feel grief but it's also understand that the god that loves you that you are created from whether you realize it whether you believe it or not will never leave you nor forsake you that's it's very specific that you will never be left nor will you be forsaken like none of that, like God will be by you and God will always hype you up. God's always got you. So knowing that, understand that even when your cup feels depleted or your cup feels empty, you just have to ask for God to come through and refill that cup for you. And then God comes through. That's why we see the six of pentacles because God's like, here you go, baby girl. Here you go, baby boy. Here you go, baby non-binary. Have more, have more. 
it's there's always an endless source of abundance. God is infinitely abundant. And when you understand the infinite abundance of the source that created you, you won't be scared of lack and you'll go after the things that you want and you'll understand that you are deserving of the things that you want. So those messages are going to be coming hard and fast through the eight of ones in the next couple of weeks. You're just going to be seeing those messages reflected back to you. And you're also going to be finding yourself maybe in situations where you're made to face that your truth or, or face the ways that you've lied to yourself about how much you're truly worth. You know, we're seeing Joe Budden, for instance, I don't listen to his podcast because I find him rather toxic, but I know that this week he was talking about how Spotify gave him a bad deal yeah. or whatever. I no, they, so they actually said they gave him an okay deal in the beginning, but mm. it was on the premise that it will be, it will be reviewed if things change yes. and things they they blew their targets out of the water right. and, and and Spotify wasn't um willing to adjust it to what Joe was um happy with but yeah yeah they they did basically undercut him see and and so but what i appreciate even though i don't appreciate him as a person what i do appreciate is that he was able to understand in that situation you're not ref, you're not recognizing or appreciating my worth mm-hmm. so i'm going elsewhere other people won't go they'll chuck their head there and still be like oh but image gang image gang yep. and so many of us do it in workplaces with like promotions relationships you mm-hmm. can be with people and it's like oh but people think that i'm happy people think i've got my life together so I might as well just continue yeah, yeah. and i'll just but a lot of people are going to have to face the, the actual truth of this situation is not serving me and I need to do better for myself. And it might feel scary, but you have to understand that the source that's driving you to want to make those changes is a source that believes in your infinite divinity and wants you to recognize that while you are living in this realm. So that is the tarot for this week. That was like, um, have you watched the new season of Greenleaf? <laughs> if you tell me that I was preaching like Grace, no, like Lady Lady May. Lady May, I love. Don't you love Lady May Sherman? No. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's like me. Really... That, no, that's me. No, no. Lady May actually brings some. Sick Lady sermons. May has some sermons. I don't like um, Bishop's ones. He annoys me. No, no. Yeah, actually, some of his ones I, I like, but Lady May sermons. And I, I think for me, I just love Lady May's delivery. <laughs> that's She's what just it is. Such a cold She's person. So cold. I love so her. cold. But she gets her She was like This is when God was telling her to fast And then she decided That she was done <laughs> Marisol was like Oh so are you eating now Should I go and get you Some actual warm food She's like no No, no This is fine <laughs> Lady May's a character I love Lady May And is it Dorothy Dangeridge That's her yes. real name She plays that character to a T. She's so, always playing evil roles. Yeah, and I think that's a bit, that's her a bit. Yeah. That's her a little bit. After you've played t- um, a role two times, topped three times, that's I have you. To, that's you. I that's have to you. believe that that's just your yeah, character. I'm going with that. Because, but Charity, I haven't watched the whole season, but I just, currently I want to fight Charity. Currently I want to fight Jacob. Yeah. Because he has a cheek. You, are you taking your slut meds that he said to Carissa? Oh, well, because she gave him the <laughs> That was funny. I love that she did that to him. I so love that she did that because I think he thought he did it to her. He cheated on her. Yeah, and he got, Yeah, and he thought he got away with it and stuff like that. And my whole thing is, yeah, maybe you did get away with it. But now that she did it, why is it such a... But Carissa oh, she did it in the worst did way. them the church. Yeah, like, she, you, you didn't just, like, fuck out on him. Like, you lost them the church and you gave him chlamydia. <laughs> like, that, that's a double, that was I mean. Deep. That was deep. That was good. She was like, when you go low... <laughs> she never got. She literally did that. What, what was it? You know the thing where you're doing the limbo. She literally <laughs> went to the lowest. No, that's that. It was 
it's been wild this season, but I just I'm watching it to see where they're going with this. When I saw Latoya Luckett in it um back again, I was just like, Oh, so we're just carrying on from last season then. Oh yeah, she but, didn't but, go did, to jail. Did she something happened to her? They ousted her, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I've she's been, still got money coming in from somewhere. Oh, okay. I still don't know what to make of her sister. Um the the one that's related to um the Steve ba- Basie Basie ba- ba- um uh yeah yeah we know we know we know who yes, it's about. Yes, yeah yes, yeah I, I don't know how I feel about her sister's acting oh. that's why that's, that's that's the only thing I <laughs> but can maybe say that's her. what it is because I can't place whether she's good or bad currently yeah I just I don't know how I feel about her acting do you know who I love I don't know why her name's not coming to me Jacob's daughter. Gosh. Oh, that she's got her own series. She's got her own. She's first. She's so beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's, her, her hair. Acting oh. is, she's such a good actor. I think she just she doesn't deserve. She. I mean, she isn't getting what she deserves right now. I don't feel like. But I think in in her own time, I think she's she's getting a good come up. I think she should be getting the opportunities that Zendaya is getting. And I still and I still love Zendaya. Am I saying her name correctly? Yeah, Zendaya. Yeah. Zendaya. Yeah. But and I and still love Zendaya, but she should be getting those kind of opportunities. She needs her own show. But she's got that one on Amazon. That was a movie. Oh, I know movie? it's still good. Yeah, it's still good. Is the the movie could be written better? Okay. It's not not no reflection on her, but yeah, she needs like Zendaya level opportunities. She needs to be doing. soon come. But then we know for dark skinned um, black women, we we can hold our breath for it's a, a little very bit long harder, time. Yeah. yeah, it's also funny. Just so you quickly say, it's funny what you class as dark skin, right? Because I look at her and I think, okay, she's brown. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? I, I, maybe it's because I'm from Nigeria, but the dark skins that we talk about, they're not the dark skins oh, that no, I think I, about. Oh, no, I agree. I <laughs> so agree, but weird. I'm just looking at by the metric of what yeah, the society that we're course. working with. Because how is it that a role tells you that this is a black girl, like brown skin, whatever, um, a black girl, but then when it's time to cast, you keep casting light-skinned women. Amanda, Amanda Stillenberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's keep, good, but she they, they, she's tired they, out. They take, because the, we need the mixed race. Yeah. We need the mixed race. Where are they? We need we need them now but yeah just generally like we must cast light skin because we know that not all biracial people or whatever are light skinned but it's like they constantly keep doing that like casting light skinned women in these roles and never really giving darker skinned women um a chance and it's really weird to see it's really odd it is very odd and something that i realized the other day which was quite strange really quickly was you know black as fuck mm-hmm. black, black af I yeah think that's yeah what we're calling it you see the mum rashida jones yes she apparently was in, um, she's white passing, you know? Of course, as in, I was watching her in the office. Yeah, in the office. Yeah. So I'm talking to my friend and they're like, you know, she's, because I was I watched the office a little bit mm-hmm. and this is me that's watched the office. It's now watching Black AF yeah. and I'm not made the connection. Yes. They're like, oh, you know, she's in the office. I was like, oh, what? Like a, maybe like a support or passing role or something. They're like, no, she's in yeah. the office. Yeah. And I go and look at her on the office and I go and look on the thing and I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. Yeah. You're actually but, kidding me. There's something There's something quite, so it makes me, I don't know, there's something a bit eerie about that, that she can play a white girl and us not even think about it. And then yeah. they put her in black AF and then she's apparently meant to be black. Even, I'm just thinking it's just odd. But then this is the thing, because her dad's what, Quincy Jones? Oh, is it? Yeah. Her sister doesn't look like she even rocks with blackness in that way, but that's, that's just my perception. But her is Rashida. She's apparently just you know grown and blossomed in her blackness i don't i don't know but i i watched i started watching the office after watching black as fuck okay and when i was watching her in that there was that bit where they talked about black women there's that episode was it episode five or something there was an episode where they were talking about black women and they were showing these images of black women and motherhood and i was thinking about at no point here did you even bother to address colorism because 
you're black. Come you're on, can we, can, yeah. Yeah, can we, can we address this? Oh. But she is seen, but then it's sometimes I just think to myself, are we looking at them or should we question the, the society that makes them think that well to pass is how you're going to get all your roles? Because I don't remember them even referencing her race in the office. Not I could be wrong, but no. I've got, I can't. I don't, I don't remember. And I remember when she was I, dating Jim. Right. And they also, even how she's, look at her aesthetically, how they've straightened the hair, how they've done all of that yeah. to make her look and appear like yeah. a white girl. And even if you do have suspicions about her, you think oh, maybe like Spicy white. Yeah, yeah. Like spicy white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit of spice. That's about it. I, I, that it really blew me away, and things don't really blow me away like that. I'm quite attentive. I'm quite yeah. on it, but that I was shocked. I was like, "Are you?" And now you're trying to convince me that on Black AF she gave birth to some of these black kids. But are, are I mean, they all just light skinned? Well, no. There's some. They've they've got the the no. You know the daughter. The one that's doing the documentary. Yeah, the, the one that's doing the documentary. Yeah. That you're trying but to convince then, me yeah, that that's your daughter. Yeah, but they're telling us that that's because of her father as well. And when you go into the gene, uh, you know, and pool and yeah, they start, yeah, okay, and go recessive and then yeah, yeah. So they, that's what they're giving us. But I, to me, it's, when, just, when it's it the way America, they have to do the gymnastics to explain that. Exactly, do you get what I mean? Why are you having to do all not, of that? Yeah, as opposed to just give us give us something that we see every day. But this is his family. Kenya Barris. Oh, okay, so he is. set it on his family. He set it on his family, the same way he did with black-ish, like uh, mixed-ish. Everything is about him and and his light-skinned family. And that's what we're being given, like his light-skinned family. I didn't realise how problematic But I'm just like, you know what? In the same way Tyler Perry keeps people employed, I guess Ten- Kenya Barris is keeping people employed and not keeping all the light-skins employed. So I've, Fair you know, enough. You I look at, you. I think about Tyler Perry and I just think to myself, how are you allowed to make content? <laughs> like, I just think... There was, oh, I don't even want to talk about this this scene, but there was this, you must have seen the viral clip. It's a viral, there's a, there's a clip of his show, right? I don't even know what the show's called, right? But they're all like, maybe like demons or like this underground, underworld group, right? And then someone approaches someone and then I think maybe he's questioning who this person is. Mm-hmm. And then in order to, for him to believe who this person is, he tells him to take down his trousers so that he can see his penis. <laughs> And I kid you not, I kid you not, the, the person, we see all of this on the show yeah. as if it's a porno. It's so thing, bad. I think he's got a very interesting way of depicting sexuality on I his show. I think he's got have fantasies. You watched, that have you watched Sisters? No. Oh, if you want I something to kind of like, to, to, it's one of those where you'll watch it, you'll hate yourself for watching oh, it, but no. you'll watch the whole thing. Oh, you'll God. watch the whole thing. Really? Yes. And... It's there's so many points where it's the execution is abysmal, but you keep watching, and then there's the light skinned guy who's dating this black girl, and he says that you know everything about him is great until it, I think she he says something like he's got lots of gay friends or something, and she's like, oh why? And he was like, oh my dads were gay, and it's just the way that that you can see Tyler Perry has no understanding of these things, but it's just like I'm going to throw it in anyway. And he's like, but I'm straight, I'm straight. And then they get into the bedroom, and he takes down his um trousers, and he's wearing French knickers. Oh, you're joking! <laughs> oh, fuck off! Sorry, <laughs> you're joking me. I said. Wow, <laughs> Tyler. So then soon after that is when he came out and he was just like, oh, I wrote all of my, I write all of my scripts myself. I don't have a writer's No, room. we believe you, we, Tyler. No. We believe you. We, we are aware. We are aware <laughs> that you problem. write it all yourself. Oh, no. We are very aware because Tyler what Perry. is this? But then at the same time, this is what I'm saying. Like he, when I saw that episode of him in um, Black AF, 
when that was a good episode though. it was a good episode that was because fantastic. i feel like he explained it and from then i just like you know what i have to respect the thing yeah because as much as you like he said like you can all critique my stuff as much as you want the fact is people are clearly still watching it mm-hmm. because i'm clearly still making that money don't know how but you are right yeah so as long as there are people to watch what i'm making i will continue making it fair enough tyler and you know what i think that's why i also you know, I, you know, I always talk about if we were in America, our lives would be different because like the audience in America, there's so much audience to, yes. to pick from. There's just, and there's so much of them to go around. Yeah. So I think that's probably where he's doing it because the, the black, the blacks in the UK are not engaging. But then we, but yeah, we're not engaging, <laughs> but we still watched it. I've watched all of the Medeas from when I was in um, university. Well, yeah, no, we, we did like the Medea. We, yeah. we always liked the Medeas. Yeah, so we I've did watched like them. the Medeas, yeah. Um, I've watched, um, um, Why Did I Get Married? Was that him? Why Did I Get Married? Is it Diary of a Mad Black Woman? I've watched Diary of a Mad yeah, Black we, Woman. We did watch it. We've watched quite a bit of Tyler Perry. We've watched quite a bit of Tyler Perry. We've watched For Coloured Girls that he was part of. For Coloured Girls was actually good. And he was there. What? Okay, so that means he's a bit hit and miss then. No, but, but he was working off what um, Intozaki um, had written. Oh, okay, so it was, it was that was based on the book? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Mm, okay, Tyler Perry, I don't know. We'll have to... But then now, during this quarantine, he's still been filming, he's still been working. So I guess we're going to have a 2021 or a late 2020 where it's just a lot of his yeah, work. Yeah, Tyler Perry. Yeah, because he's managed to, con- uh, managed to continue working. Why? Because he's got his own motherfucking studio. And this is the point. You don't have to like me, but when I have my things, I can just do what I like. I can do what it's I fucking true. want. It's true. So he's created quite um like bubbles, quarantine bubbles, where if he's filming with you, you like you. It's basically a camp. You have to come. You yeah, camp on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you get tested before you go. Yeah. You, you get tested before you come in. Yeah. And then you that, stay there. That I think that makes sense. Time. Eastenders are doing it. Loads of places are doing it. Yeah. And yeah. It does, it does, and, it does make and a lot it, of sense. It's no skin off his nose because it's his studio. Yeah. And his studio is fast. Huge. Literally. Sprawling. Yes. Bigger than whatever we're imagining now. Right. If they so. said all of the major studios combined. That's the size of his You're studio. You're joking. Right. I actually did. I did a tour around Hollywood studio and that was... That was pretty that big, was big huge, right? Yeah, yeah, and his is bigger. That's crazy. He's built a White House in there. You know, all all sorts are built in there because land, I guess, is not as expensive. Maybe in Atlanta, and Atlanta yeah. is where he's based. But he also has enough money, fam. He's got private jets that he's been flying Harry and Meghan and them man That's with. Casually. Like he's made his money from someone who was homeless. He's made his money to this point, and I just have to respect it. And and I'm always saying like, you don't have to be the best to be the best. Someone tweeted that to remind me. Um, that I said that the other day. Like... People remind you of Yes. <laughs> like, you don't have to be the best to be the best. He doesn't have to be the best writer. He's everything. We can find all the plot holes in all of the things that he does. Yeah. I still haven't watched Acrimony, but I, I know that there are issues there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be watching Acrimony. But the thing is, upon all of these things, he was still able to build that and keep people employed. Mm-hmm. Now, you know... There's a, there's a market. You're there's right. A- kudos kudos to him. I think he's 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 doing something. And do you know what? Just to have a black man, you know, in that position of power. And do you get what I mean? He's and he's 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 you know. I don't know if he's influencing in the right way, but he's he's, <laughs> he's influencing. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? It's just like okay, fair enough. Do you get what I mean? Beyonce said something very important. She said, you know, you can criticize people all you want, mm. or you can go out and do it yourself. Do you oh, get what I mean? Oh. And I'm just like oh. Okay, and that's what I've had to be watching myself. Like I criticize this government. I say this, I say that, but what do I have to offer in its place? Mm-hmm. And I can say, well, that's not my expertise, but in my day to day, what am I offering that is um, an eschewing of what they are telling me that this is how we should all be living. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one thing we all have to be aware of. It's one thing to just 
um, criticize, criticize, criticize. But are you thinking of ways that we can make this better? You know that you don't like this, but what do you like then? What right. do you want to see in its place? Oh, I agree with that. I think, I think, especially the way we are on Twitter as well. I think a lot of people want to be able to point out the trauma really quickly. They want to be able to yeah. like, make a big noise about the negativity, but no one really wants to say, okay, in order to combat it, this, this is, is what, what we should do. do. So I, I, I do totally get that. People will write you a 10 thread um, piece about all the things that's wrong with something. And then they'll end it with, we just need to imagine a new future. Right. Okay. Because that's going to do that's, everything right. Th- that, that. Or, they'll, or they'll end it with, oh, but I don't know though. Don't ask me. Right. So then why did you? Okay. <laughs> Boy, people are interesting. That's what I know. <laughs> because everyone wants to have the hot take. And that's what I thought about this Chadwick Boseman situation, but we'll get into that shortly. Mm. Let's go into, um, Shea Magnificence anyway yes. but before we get into Shea Magnificence let me just big up this week's sponsor Skillshare the people them who have sponsored this week's episode big up yourselves Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. So you can explore new skills. You can deepen your existing passions and get lost in creativity. Just do things, create things. If you have the space to, if you have the mental and emotional space to, that's what you need to be doing. Um, I, like I keep telling you all, I'm still working on my guitar stuff, but I, I, I need some time with that. But I've also seen that there are some other cool like productivity classes on there as well that look really interesting there's a productivity masterclass principles and tools to boost your productivity taught by Ali Abdal that looks interesting to me I mean I feel like I'm productive as fuck already but if there are ways of streamlining and and prioritizing and things like that I'd be interested in learning um in learning more about that as well so Regarding Skillshare, they offer membership with meaning. That's the whole point of this. You get a membership that actually has meaning. So with so much to explore, you've got real projects to create and the support of fellow creatives. Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Skillshare has classes to fit your schedule and skill level. Members get unlimited access to thousands of inspiring classes with hands-on projects from a community of millions. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable especially when you compare it to the pricey in-person classes and workshops that take place around the world. And it's an annual membership, an annual subscription. Um, it's actually less than $10 a month when you break it down. So explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at Skillshare.com. That's S-K-I-L-L-S-H-A-R-E.com slash straws, Skillshare.com slash straws. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com slash straws. That's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes. So go and get your life at skillshare.com slash straws. Yeah, baby. Okay, into Share Your Magnificence. Okay, this week's Share Your Magnificence, I've got quite a few letters, but I'm just going to like try to race through them. Um, let's see here. Let's start here. Greetings, Kalechi. First of all, I want to send love and light to you, Lev, your partner, mum and Sadiq. Oh, <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> 
I'm writing because I want to nominate Ian Wright for his video on the Sky Sports fake outrage nonsense. He was spot on and as rightfully stated by yourself, he should be a guest on SYM. If he does, I'll be taking full credit for titling the episode Fuckery in Football. Because when Raheem Sterling tested negative for COVID, we heard crickets. But when, um, but yet when Harry Maguire got gets arrested and convicted for assault, the narrative changes to his appeals process. Mind fucking blowing. As ever, I look forward to your work and um, on and off the screen. Stay well, a baby girl in the making. Sign off um, is JW. Thank you, JW. Thank you very much for that. Two slaps on your chest. All right. And two slaps on the chest of Ian Wright because, you know, we need him on the show. Yeah, we do need Ian Wright on the show. And do you know what? I don't know if you saw him on No Signal, you know, the the radio show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think someone was asking him a question or maybe it was before that. Someone was asking him a question just like, why did you all of a sudden become a bit, you know, more black? Do you get me more kind of interested in the black stuff? Yeah. And he was saying that for a while... His agents who were white and, you know, the people who were around him and stuff like that were kept telling him not to. They kept saying to you that he should stay clear of like getting into, you know, into black politics. Yeah. Because it might ruin his career. And then he just said that one day he just he just decided that, no, he's just not going to he's not he's not going to keep, you know, quiet anymore. And then he started Mm. talking about it. So, no, I I do. I do. I, I respect that. Obviously, I see the problematic aspects of, you know, him not speaking out on certain things. But. I do like that people now are realizing that no, nah, this is for even even at any age, 50, 60, whatever it is, they're like, no, nah, this is actually fucked up and something needs to be done. Yeah. So I'm glad that he's one of the ones that are leading that, you know, leading that forward now. And I wonder as well, I mean, this is not just something unique to um black men. Uh, you know, it it refer it's regardless of, you know, a man, woman, or um non-binary. When you have a white partner, I wonder you know, especially at that time. So if you've got a white partner, you've got white agents, you've got white publicists, everything, everyone around you is pretty much like white. Now, mm-hmm. I wonder how much they are um, able to give you space and make space for you to in your blackness. Mm-hmm. I always just wonder that because I think it's important to be your whole self in your relationship. Regard whether they're you know monoracial, interracial, whatever, it's important to be yourself within your relationships and to speak about the things that affect you. And I think that what's happening during this time, especially, is that a lot of black people are in situations where they're like, I haven't been my whole self in this relationship. I've always kept my grief private, you know, to this because they wouldn't fully understand, they wouldn't mm-hmm. fully get it. So now they're speaking out more and they're emailing me like, oh, you know, I'm I'm wanting to say more, I'm wanting to, you know talk about what's happening with Black Lives Matter. And I really, really want them to get it. Remember we had that letter yeah. um, from the person saying, no, I just, they're not angry enough. They're not, I think that there comes a point where you're just like, you know what? I can't wait for you to be angry on my level. I'm just going to talk the things. Yeah. And if you don't like it, you know where the door is because Simple. I'm now I've got no choice but to live my truth. Mm-hmm. And so I just look at that and yeah, I just wonder, I wonder, mm, I, I wonder. But I'm, I'm glad that he's, um, speaking out and he's doing more stuff i was i'm always sort of kind of because i don't know these people personally but i always do think like i hope that when they see me reach out because i reached out um through a friend and said you know we'd like him on the podcast that they see that the work that's been done here the things that's spoken about on the podcast are progressive and it's about us moving forward and they're not just seeing oh angry black woman i don't know if i should be going there because there's i'm i feel like when you're in the public eye as a black man specifically, 
your team are happy for you to speak out as long as you don't go too black. And by going too black, it's going to put yourself in close proximity with a blackity black woman. Yes, you got that straight. Because I'm tired of shooting my shot. My professional shot. Like professional I've, shot yeah, I've asked him, you know, I've reached out to other people and it's like, did you get my email or do you hate me? <laughs> like, think- do, like, did my email go into junk? Because I know that it happens with my email address and um, the contact at kalechiokafor.com. I have to readjust myself. I know that it happens when my emails can go to junk. But um, I wonder, like, did you get my email or do you just you, hate yeah. me? Or are you just scared? Like, what is it? No, I, I never think it's, I, I never want to be comfortable with people hating you. So no, <laughs> I never think it's that. I think, you know, it's basically like what you just said. I think, you know, things like this happen and then like people are, people are like, okay, how much should I talk about it? Mm. And I think just like you said, I think when you've got someone like you who is very vocal on these situations, it could kind of, them, they worry that I can kind of take it to an extreme. Yes. But I think that's what bothers me is the fact that whenever we're talking about how our lives pretty much matter, it's seen, it's seen as extreme. Didn't, what's his name, go, is it that Femi guy, go on the news and um, Nigel Farage called him an extremist for talking about how it's yeah, wrong yeah, yeah, to yeah, refer yeah, yeah, to yeah, black people yeah, I think as slaves. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. And they were, they were called, and I think that's one of those things where it's just like, you know, it's hard because it's like, it's not extreme. Actually, what you're saying is actually very I've just said the most basic thing. Basic. Like you're referring to someone as a slave. That is offensive because we know how, how all of this happened. And you're saying that by calling out these things, by setting out boundaries as a black person, then you're being an extremist because I should allow you to trample on my head for centuries right. on end. And Nigel Farage. Of you are for people. people. You, oh. Brexit, you Brexit loading motherfuckers. Oh you are for people. God. Wonders shall never. Literally. Oh. Like this country, I just think is, I've gotten to the point where I've just seen it truly, truly for the fast that it is. So I can't engage, but I know that they're doing obviously very, very real damage. Um, to the lives of people but i just mm. can't engage in the same way because i'm like they're all fucking idiots yeah. like they're all dickheads like none of them know what they're doing they're all absolutely stupid like i imagine like if i had to have a conversation with any of these people they would get bodied oh. like absolutely bodied and I, if they I, were I to think things would get physical it, <laughs> i think things, i couldn't <laughs> imagine you sitting down with nigel farage and having a one-on-one <laughs> conversation i think things would get physical i think they would get I would physical. slap Oh, festival of slaps, literally. But that's the thing. And if I didn't touch you, I would cuss you in such a way that I'm not taking into account your fucking decorum and your etiquette and all of your white supremacist elitist shit. I'm not. I'm just going to tell you about yourself. Point blank. Point blank. Like I will even use hood terminology as well. I don't care if you don't understand it. I'll just tell you about yourself. And and, and you will televise it because you won't realise at the time all of the things. The weight of the insults. The wait. It's after millions of people have watched it that you'll be like, oh, we need to call it back, but you can't. Yep. Because when you were allowing nigger to be said on TV, I should be allowed to call you a pussy clout on national television yes. and no one should be able to tell me any different. Like I sometimes when I'm brushing my teeth, because I brush for the, you know, past the recommended amount of time and then I floss <laughs> and then I scrub my tongue. So I'm in the bathroom for quite a while. So when I'm there, I often fantasize about these interviews that I would have and, and the things that I would say to them. Because that day, because before they lock off the camera and try to go to advert, I need to have everything ready. Oh, you know, like just locked and loaded in my mind, like as soon as... Go, uh, yeah. 
Literally. And, I'm, and I'm firing and yeah. I'm lambasting They wouldn't them. even be able to cut to that. They wouldn't be able to talk quick enough. They wouldn't. But you have to be prepared. You can't go into them situations and not be prepared. Yeah. So, boy. Uh, but it, they, they watch out for that now. I'm sure when you go to a lot of, um, you know, when you go to studios a lot, they say, they ask you what you want to say or they probably go through the questions with you. with you. They, they do, do a, a briefing, briefing yeah, they do. Because they, they like to make sure people aren't going to come out of character on TV. But someone needs to shock them one day. And that, that person will be me. Someone needs to shock because them one day. Because Morgan has been able to move mad for too long and he right. thinks that just by blocking me that he's done enough. But somehow, somehow... Oh, we'll meet you, we'll meet. We'll, we'll meet him one day. We'll meet and then I'll tell you the things that you've been avoiding because you can sit on your couch and be doing round, round, round and shouting people down. If you can shout me too, I can shout. Yes. You lot want to see angry black woman. Today I will be angry. The angriest. I will be... <laughs> <laughs> the, the angriestest. But he's he, he's changed a little. It makes me, he's, he's changed quite a bit actually. It makes me a bit uncomfortable. Here. He hasn't changed at all. He hasn't changed at all. The thing is, he likes to make money and he knows how to make money. Mm. And what, because he's made some common sense statements about the coronavirus and the lack of care that's been given to um, what's happening by the government. Well, that's a basic statement. Mm. It's a very basic statement. And at the end of the day, you are also partly to blame for how we got here because when there were other candidates, you lot, you lot made sure to take them all the way out. Yep. So yeah. don't now be complaining because this is the bed that you made. Yeah. So the people really, that you voted for. Exactly. So uh, so it just gets me when people are shocked and they're upset that the evil that they voted for is also... <laughs> it's e- it's evil. eviling. Yes. <laughs> 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 the math is mathing. Like, oh, it's mad. So um, next one on Shea Magnificence. Hi, Kelechi. I think this every week, but I think your latest remix is my favourite today. I'm writing this a few hours after listening and I'm thinking of your reference to the Caribbean remixes. I heard them so much growing up. I thought they were the originals. (laughs) Meaning I spent my entire childhood thinking everyone from Brian McKnight to Westlife got their hits from reggae classics. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's not why I emailed you. I'm here to nominate Lily for Share Your Magnificence. Lily is a neighbour who lives across the road from me. For context, I live in the same neighbourhood where Insecure is filmed, so it's blackety black. Portia, we're coming to visit you. Um, when the um, Corona curtain is lifted, we're coming to visit I'm coming, you. I'm coming, boy. That's a scene. That is, I just want to walk around and pretend yes. like I'm in insecure. Yes. I'll be Lawrence! arguing. Lawrence! Lawrence! <laughs> Me clicking your heels. Um, the other day I heard some noise from outside only to find out it was a celebration for her 99th birthday. She was sitting on a throne in her front garden surrounded by roses and balloons. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. To maintain social distance, loved ones pulled up in their cars, which went all the way down our road. They played music, honked their horns while Lily happily waved from her throne. A few family members passed out prepackaged slices of cake while receiving gifts from those who passed through. As you can tell, this celebration was the epitome of black joy. In a society that sees the elderly as disposable, especially in this youth-obsessed city, it warmed my heart to see people find a way to safely celebrate her. It was definitely a highlight in this current situation, and it felt like such an honour to witness it. With all the crud these unseasoned, unwashed chickens send to your inbox despite your boundaries, (laughs) I thought... (laughs) She's American? No, she's British. Oh, she's okay. She went over there. Yeah. With all the crud these unseasoned, unwashed chickens send to your inbox despite your boundaries, I thought you'd enjoy a clip of the celebration I attach below. Thank you for everything that you do. Oh, thank you. So nice. I want to watch that after. Yeah, that that made me feel a bit teary. I love that. 99 years old and being celebrated in that way and sitting on her throne. Really? I'm managing to wave. 
you know what I mean? Because no, because you know, ninety nine is ninety nine isn't that old where we're from. Well, yeah, no, it's true. People live to about one hundred and twenty. Yeah, it's only in this society <laughs> where they of. fuck you up with sugar and all of that stuff that that you 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 Bring age it right down to sixty eight. Yeah, or thirty five. <laughs> you know, so, and that Boy. is very sad. Yes, you know, so ninety nine to be able to be celebrated in that way, people still finding a way to celebrate you more life, Lily, more life. More yes. life. Be as the lily in the field. Like live your life. Be peaceful. Enjoy yourself, baby girl. Lovely. Thank you, baby girl, for sending that letter through. That's really, really wonderful. Um, next, share your magnificence. Here we go. Dear Kalechi, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I hope this email arrives um, to you well. I've been meaning to email for some time now, but firstly, I would like to congratulate you on going viral with violence isn't the answer. The real OGs know how poetic your use of language is, but I'm glad more of the world are getting to see you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Exactly. Anyway, let me get back to your letter. I'm getting passionate. <laughs> For this week's Share Your Magnificence, I would like to nominate three people. I'll start with you first. Aww. Oh, thank you. I remember the first time I saw Sarah at um, the Lush event. There was a massive Lush event in Manchester. Mm. And I just remember this person going, Kelechi, oh my God, it's Kelechi. And she started crying. No. And that was like the best thing. What do you do when someone's crying in your face? I was just looking like, um, okay. Oh, did you not give her a hug? Of course. But to to me in that moment, it was just like, I didn't know that I could affect somebody else in that way and so i love sarah with all of my heart and then i went on to do um um uh an event in manchester she she, works for lush no 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 she was just attending okay um but she booked me to come and do a talk in manchester after that when i was pregnant with lev um and that was she sorted everything sarah is just brilliant but anyway back to the letter um, big up yourself, Sarah. Um, Kalechi, Kalechi, Kalechi. How is one such daily inspiration? I'm so grateful for having people like you to look up to as you show me that anything is possible. You are the representation I needed when I was younger. So I applaud you on your confidence, unapologetic attitude and articulation in dealing with waywardness. Aries, Sun, Leo, Moon here. But, but, I get it. You are able to translate the feelings and intuitive nudges into words for me and the rest of the collective. And for that, you'll always be my share your magnificence. Secondly, I'm, uh, I'd like to nominate myself as I've been really doing bits since our amazing talk back in January 2019. I graduated from the University of Manchester with a uh, bachelor's um, in science psychology degree. Um, Bachelor of Science Psychology degree and achieved my a 2-1 in my final year dissertation, which was titled Understandings and Experiences of Racial Microaggressions. Mm. Like you mentioned on your podcast last week, I was tired of seeing studies which only relied on US cohorts, thus neglecting accounts capturing British people's experiences. So I decided to do something about it. I'm really proud of myself as this study, which interviewed black and people of colour on the impacts of microaggressions, was one of the first of its kind in the UK. Mic drop, but but it doesn't stop there. I've started a new well-being podcast called DM Talks at dm.talks on Instagram, which encourages listeners to explore their innate multifaceted nature. On the 23rd of August, I released the first part of my latest episode, Microaggressions and Me. I got the opportunity to discuss my dissertation and the psychology behind subtle racism with Tasha, who is a black therapist who uses their Instagram platform um, as a guide for healing, self-love and therapy. You can find her at at realtalk.therapist on Instagram. 
She's really out here doing bits for the community. So she is my third nomination. I've linked part one of this email, but part two may be out by the time you read this. If you could share, I would really appreciate it. As I believe resources like this bring ease to the mind. Like I knew I wasn't mad, but with facts in it. I apologize for the lengthy email. So I'll wrap up quick. Two claps on my chest to you, Kalechi, Tasha and me. Shout out. Let's shout out our achievements. We deserve it. Book, book. Sending all love, light, protection and blessings to you, your family and loved ones from your biggest fan, Sarah. P.S. Link to Spotify. So big up yourself, Sarah. Big up yourself and big up yourself, Tasha, for just doing the work that needs to be done because we do need more studies that do focus specifically on the black British experience. And because it's great to know all of the things that are happening in America, but that can't be our reference point all of the time. And I know that there are other people that have been doing research and things like that. So, you know, it's always good to receive um, those links when you lot have them. So I'll link you to Sarah's first episode because we need to support a baby girls. Like Sarah is absolutely wonderful, such great vibes. So, um, yeah, I'll link to that. So I'll just flag that for myself. So I remember, hopefully I won't forget. And if I do, I can always update it later. So I think, is that that for Share Your Magnificence from all the letters? Oh, I love those letters. Yeah, they were. Oh, and big up Ruth. Ruth, two slaps on your chest. Because Ruth, I said, I tweeted that I um, everyone keeps asking me for a Spotify playlist mm-hmm. of all the remixes, the collection mixes yeah, that I yeah. do on the <laughs> show. That, yeah. <laughs> so they want like the actual songs as well so they can get the idea. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, it would be great if somebody could just get me a list of all of the songs I've ever done on the episodes. And Ruth. And Ruth did it. She sent me a list of all of the songs that I've remixed. Um, it's funny because <laughs> the one that she wasn't sure of was NSYNC, Gone. There's a thousand words that I could say. And I said, your edges are gone. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I know that song. I know yeah. that song. Oh, are you sure? No, I do. You're gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just Justin Timberlake, though. He really took the lead. Yeah, that. he was the Beyonce. <laughs> he really took. Because it wasn't just the, No, it was definitely them. And they wait from when they did it in Spanish. Can I You're gonna curse. You thought you just all of a sudden know the Spanish or just come to you. <laughs> I fully went in with the belief that somehow I would know it by the time the notes were coming out. But yeah. Oh, that's so, sweet. I can't believe she did that. Ruth, big up yourself, man. Absolute fucking queen. Thank you so much. So now it's left to me to actually put the playlist together and I okay well you just have to search the songs and I could do that yeah oh well you can do it then yeah nice and quick no worries yeah so um so I have that ready the say your mind collection mix playlist we have an apple music playlist and a spotify playlist because you know you've got listeners on both that's true that is true more listeners on um on apple actually so yeah that'll be wonderful so people can get their fix and then the last share your magnificence goes out to chadwick boseman Rest in perfect peace, you absolute king. I am so sad at your passing, but I know that death is not the end and um, real G's live on forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know? It's, it's, it, for me, it was, it was actually quite... Because I, I, th- I thought about it, I was like, you know, the first Marvel movie that I, w- I left my house... I rounded up my friends to go watch was Black Panther. And, you know, I'm not a kid. I was, what, 24, 23 at the time. Mm. But somehow watching that boosted my self-esteem. So I couldn't, I can only imagine what it did for, you know, 
the whole the black community around the world. Mm. I could just think like you know, and even kids as well. You know, to see to see that representation on screen and to see him do it flawlessly. You know, it was just it was just absolutely amazing. And I also love the fact as well that the Black Panther, aside from it just being super black, was genuinely a good movie. Genuinely, genuinely great. Genuinely a good movie. Do you get what I mean? Mm. We had Wakanda. And I know we I know we kind of felt like, you know, the the Wakandification of, of, <laughs> of America. Big up was, Jade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of felt like I, I know that we all kind of felt like it was a little bit silly, but actually as black people, we need we need some some we need some sci-fi. We need some escape. And I saw we a tweet some... that was like, "Who is more sci-fi than us? Exactly. Like, who is more sci-fi than <laughs> us true. in this society where our past, our presence, our futures are a culmination of 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 just entities, and powers, and magic, and just yeah. And yet we still continue to persevere. We still continue to exist, even though we there have been so many things that try to take us out. Yeah, that's a good point. And just to, to to have that there, and the movie did amazingly. It did. It's probably the best selling movie ever. I you think. put dark skinned women at the forefront, right? And it grossed, and it did billions. a billions. And then, and just think about it. For years, we were told that you know dark skinned women aren't profitable. They can yeah. never play lead. They can never be in the main roles. They can no never one wants to see a name. black no superhero. See, and not only did we see dark skinned women, we saw dark skinned women with no hair. We yes. like literally we saw like literally the people that we have in our families yes. we actually it was true representation of blackness yes you know and i think of how monumental that movie was and i think of how like you know even though we didn't always reference him everybody had chad in their hearts they yeah had chad in their hearts. they yeah. just felt like yeah that's 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 the black panther he could have played s- 10 more roles after that it's the black panther because he played he was in 21 bridges which, which was really good really really good um and still that's still my black panther yeah and yeah it just made me sad because you know i always joke on this show we're not just joke but also manifest as you know with intent that i'll be in black panther too and I just felt a bit heartbroken because I was just like, does that mean I won't be in Black Panther 2? And does that mean that, well, it definitely means that we won't be in it together and it's not the same. I know now. what you mean, yeah. Especially we when could, you look up to someone for so long yes. you think to yourself, yeah. Because I really imagined us having a fight scene. Because <laughs> I want to be a villain. Yeah, no, which, villain. which, which would have been, that would have been amazing. I mean, obviously we want the Black Panther to kick your ass. We don't yeah, want. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll get bodied. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that would have been amazing. It's just, it's just you know, it might sound a bit crazy, but I think I I don't think I want a Black Panther two. Yeah, same now. I don't actually. Want I think it, I think yeah. I'm all right. Do you know, if they're gonna bring Black Panther two and they're gonna have Shuri, because there's loads of um, um, rumors about that. You know, Shuri Letitia yeah. Wright taking over that role. Yeah. Then you know I'm I'm open to that, but I think well, I don't I'm, think I could have another man be Black Panther. Nah, I'm, I mean I'm, I know that we've had lots of like Batman and know, like it's all different, of this it's stuff different, and it's different. And that's another universe completely. But still, my point is that like we've had all of, you know, people change roles, but he, he was the first of that role. And I don't really want to see another person. I'm happy to see another Luke Cage. Oh, definitely. Definitely. um, But Black Panther, no, I think, I think, I think I I can rest knowing that that's the only Black Panther. I mean, they can do spinoffs. That's totally fine. Yeah. But I'm, I'm comfortable knowing that I would be comfortable knowing that that's the only Black Panther movie we're ever going to get because he did what he needed to do in that role. And, and can we it. do it again? Do you get me? Some When something is that great, you yeah. just feel like everything that comes after it won't ever, like, we'll match. Never top it. Yeah. It will never top it. It will never top it. And no, not even necessarily just even top it, but come close. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think it can. So... Yeah, never. I think that he was... You know, battling cancer while doing that. I, I was thinking about a main point of it. You know, you know, when you're doing roles like that, you need to bulk. Yes. 
So just imagine what he was going through to get that to in, get yeah, that yeah. to just to get to that point that he was at, and then he he was doing the the press, and then when he was doing the press, everyone noticed that you they know, were like he's tired, he's over he it, he doesn't tired. want to do the he's sign again, yeah, he doesn't yeah. want to do Wakanda again. But there was so much more so going much on. More. But I, again, uh, for me, what I struggled with was well, we're talking about it in um, suck your mum later, but it's just the way that everyone was trying to. Um, deify the whole thing like oh you know because initially I was like oh my god it's so amazing that he he did all of that but he shouldn't have had to no. you know he shouldn't have had to and we have to look at maybe a system that you can't even say what your disabilities are and what your illnesses are because you won't get work yeah no I think I think you know disabled people for a while they've been trying to like talk up the things they've been saying stuff like that that it's not right actually yes. that people have to keep quiet yes their illnesses you see but the only thing that I think is unique to um Chadwick's situation is that I think he kept his illness quiet simply out of privacy yeah I don't think I think he would have probably still done Black Panther with the illness I don't think he would have done gone on to done anything else if he had you know, come out about it. I mm-hmm. think that people might have, you know, stayed clear from him. But I think it was more of a privacy thing for him. And I, I just think, like that TMZ weren't able to break the story. I loved, I loved that. Thing I, love that I love that for them. I, I also, with, with that said though, I think there was a lot of respect for Chadwick. I think a lot of people knew, which is fine. I think a lot yes. of the right people knew. Yes. But one thing you're not going to convince me is that my man was battling stage four, stage five cancer and, you know, um, you know, the director of Black Panther didn't know. Because mm. he had to have surgery. He had, and he to, had have, to have yeah, chemotherapy. Exactly. Like so I think, I think a lot of the people, a lot of people on set knew. Mm. I think a lot of the people he worked with knew. I think Denzel would have known. I think all of these people knew, but it was just out of respect of like, you know, this is what, you know, you're going through. They, obviously, when you're, when you're going through cancer like that, it does come a time where they tell you, there's so many, so much we can do. Exactly, yeah. it does come in time. So for a while now, they've a lot of people have known that this was about to happen. So I just think he's. A, I think that's the, probably the most heartbreaking thing, knowing that you're going to lose someone. Yeah, um, and nothing really prepares you for it. I mean, no. you know, no matter how much notice you have, I, I don't. It's, the grief is great. The grief is so vast. It's so so much. But you know, I'm thankful that you know Chadwick, you came onto this earth and you played your part in you know many regards of that term like you came and you played your part and you inspired so many and you left this world much better than you found it and you know people talk think oh well acting what does acting really do like by embodying that role and doing what you did with that role I joked about the accent I really did but by embodying that role you changed the trajectory of so many young people's lives and adults and adults that like I watched Black Panther and I went and watched it twice I'm not someone that necessarily goes Mm -hmm. and does that but I went and watched it again because I got to see and a, 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 a place, a fantasy. I got to see black faces. I didn't have to superimpose them in my mind. They were just there for me to see. And you were part of that. You were part of something so wonderful. And we appreciate you. We appreciate you. So you've gone on to the next part of your journey, and um, you'll be a star there too. You're a star here, and you'll just consent. You'll continue um, to be a star. You'll continue to be a shining light. Um, we didn't have our fight scene. That's fine. And mm. I, I, I just know that you're doing great things. You've done great things and you'll continue to do great things. Uh, and all the love to your family and all of your loved ones. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's that for Share Your Magnificence. Um, but I was going to say, though, uh, when people were talking about their first black superhero that they saw, mm. mine wasn't actually Black Panther. Mine was the Meteor Man. Do you remember the Meteor Man? I don't remember the Meteor Man, but mine would have probably been Static Shock. 
Static Shock. Static Shock was on Cartoon Network. He didn't have a long run. Okay. But um, it was a teenage, it was a black teenage superhero who had um, his powers consisted of, you know, the use of electricity. Okay. I just remember being, I can't remember well, how old I was. Well, black people created electricity. So. Well, <laughs> so that's, that's, I, I can't even remember how old I was, but I just remember watching that thinking, oh my God, this is fucking amazing yeah and then lo and behold show got cancelled of course all the things that we enjoy yeah. no, but Meteor, Meteor Man, Man where was that was that, that, that was in 1993 it says it came out it was an American superhero comedy film um, written and directed by uh, no written directed by and co-produced by uh, Robert Townsend and mm. starring Robert Townsend um, it was I love that I watched it so many times when I was younger because 1992 was when I got here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, six yeah so um, I remember like watching that and being like, wow. So he's this American guy, just every day kind of black guy. And then he gets hit during a meteor shower. He gets hit, hit by a meteor. And he then, inherits. Yeah, and he gets powers. And But it's so funny how it's just still set in a black community. So he... He like he's got these powers, but it's the things that he's able to do with it, and how people want him to use his power and things like that. Mm. So I remember that so clearly from like early nineties. And that so, was a movie. Yeah, that was a That's movie. That's so weird. I don't remember that. Yeah, you never got us to watch that. Um, didn't I? Or maybe we did. I just don't. Remember. How would I, I? I feel like I would remember some, watching something like that. So maybe the so the budget was. It says here the budget was thirty million. I can't. Im- That's amazing. You that spend a, that on a, a black, black person. Huh? They spent 30 million. <laughs> that's what I want to say. They spent 30 million. 93. No wonder they said no more. <laughs> yeah, no that's more. It. That is it. That is it. Because it grossed $8 million. So. Oh, that is poor. Exactly. But I think that we, you know, what happened to um, promo, you know, how many cinemas took it on, how many theatres took it on, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm, that's true. Um, if we could get that running again, I think it would make its money now. Mm. Every, everyone wants to do. Like a cult classic. And get it, make yeah. get it to make its money now. Everyone wants to do these remakes. Have you seen the Will Smith and um, Martin Lawrence remake? What is it, Bad Boys? No, it's not. No, they're remaking this. I can't remember. They're remaking this like a classic white movie. Oh. I can't remember. When I get to it, I'll send it to you. No, I, I just want people to watch Meteor Man. I don't want, I want them to watch it as it is now. Oh, oh you know what? Oh, I, I, no, I don't want a remake. I just want them to watch it now and boost on. the sales and yeah. stream it or wherever we but can isn't do. There some, isn't there like a cap where it's like, if you watch something after a certain time, it's just it's dud. Yeah, but if we get the conversation going about it. Well, yeah, no, it's true. We can do something. Because yeah, it's after the fact, like, yeah, it didn't make it the money, but you know. But I enjoy that. I see Bill Cosby is involved somewhere and I don't know how I feel about that. But Ooh. anyway. Um, um, okay, so now let's move on to So You Mad. So So You Mad, I got a letter and I like to read these things out for transparency. Yeah. Uh-oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? What's this one about? I'm really laughing like Sally today. <laughs> that was a Sally laugh. <laughs> So um, there's a there's a, an account on Instagram that I used to follow called the Holistic Psychologist because she would post things about trauma and you know she's a psychologist and she was posting all of this stuff and I would relate to them and be like okay that's a great great thing to know about trauma and to know about this and I think because I reposted her in my story somebody very meticulous um, decided to send me an email about um, this person this person this okay. Instagram person that says dear Kalechi. I hope this email finds you and your family well. Congratulations on completing your 13-mile run last week. I'm writing as I noticed you shared posts from at the Holistic Psychologist 
on your Insta stories recently and realized you may be unaware that she has been actively anti-black towards her followers and clients. I came across this a couple of weeks ago, although I can't remember how initially. One of her clients, Christabel Minter Galloway, a black queer nurse, reached out to her shortly after the murder of George Floyd. She made a post asking what the holistic psychologist would do with her huge Instagram platform to actively condemn white supremacy in America. This resulted in a DM conversation between them, which was the THP, white censoring herself, fragility, tears, etc., asking for emotional labor and education from Christabel and taking zero steps to change or make restitution. She offered Christabel a refund on her membership, essentially trying to get rid of her rather than listen, reflect and change. After THP saw Christabel's Instagram story talking about what happened, she blocked her. As word got around Instagram and people started asking her about it, she posted some text in her stories, not on her feed, which would have lasted longer than 24 hours, with an apology, which again was one-sided and self-centred, but never communicated further with Christabel. This isn't the only instance of her being actively racist. Other brown, black and brown people have raised concerns with her before, but she and her team apparently either respond with manipulative platitudes or delete comments. Other therapists, including those who have worked with her in the past, have tried to have conversations with her about, around her practice, as well as being racist and ableist, as her work is centred on the individual, taking no account of systemic or societal oppression that may affect impact of trauma or the ability to heal. It is ethically questionable with regards to treating actual psychological trauma. They've explicitly said that her methods can be helpful when practising a safe and supportive therapeutic relationship, but are p- uh, potentially dangerous as self-help again rather than listening and reflecting which all therapists should do i believe they are ethically bound to be reflective in their practice she manipulated gaslit and then ignored and blocked them these therapists have made it clear that they weren't calling her out or cancelling her but trying to call her in and flag up that she's causing harm the fact that she's unable to listen makes her more dangerous as she's causing harm to people while making a lot of money off them apparently without care Clients are then left to deal with increasingly worsening mental health and um, and don't know where to turn. More troubling isn't just the size of her audience, 2.7 million followers at the time of writing, but who follows her. She has a massive following of influential people, including loads of other therapists, my own former therapist too, and people who I know are actively anti-racist, but have no idea what has um, transpired with her, which gives her credence and lets her perpetuate her harm. In addition to all this, she has also apparently been working with and supporting other Instagrammers who are known to be in the realm of alt-right, COVID-denying Trump supporters. Need I say they're racist? Should I say here that, um, I should say here that I'm a psychology graduate and while I'm not a titled psychologist, I do practice psychology in my work and hope to one day be a chartered psychologist. One of the reasons I chose this path was that I've been on the receiving end of the self-healing train and have experienced harm from practitioners who weren't malicious but lacked the competency to know how best to help me. The shame and hopelessness I felt when I wasn't able to feel better no matter what I tried resulted in years of cycling anxiety and depression this has helped this was helped massively when I finally connected with the right therapist who was able to identify what was going on and give me the appropriate therapy instead of trying to trying a generic approach which had made me feel worse due to the nature of my anxiety 
It also helped that this therapy uh, therapist recognized systems of oppression. I am brown and sometimes disabled, depending on how a long-term health condition is behaving. Healing comes from having your experience seen, heard and validated, not repeatedly ignored and denied. I can see the harm that is being conducted here and it makes me sick seeing it happen to others on such a large and profitable scale. THP is held up as a great healer, but from what I've seen, she's emblematic of many white wellness professionals who actively harm black, brown and disabled folk while appropriating the tools they use to heal others. I've listened to your sources. Um, I've listed my sources for what I've spoken about below. Thank you for reading so far. I'm sorry to bring this to you, but thought you'd want to know, given that you have shared her content. If you see fit, I'd like to throw this as in as a nomination for straw of the week. Not just THP herself, but all the so-called wellness professionals who conduct themselves as she does, especially those who have been posting performative Black Lives Matter and anti-racist content with no real acknowledgement of harm they've caused or commitment to change. There is significant and problematic sector of the industry be well regards Ooh. oh well things you don't know about people eh right is this the holistic person is she white black what's she white and then you were following her for how long before you found that before for a little while probably like um a year it's just, I don't know. I think when you think about some of the things we've seen recently, it's just not that much of a shock, unfortunately. No, I just read it like, okay, I'm glad when things are like that are brought to my attention. Like some people might bring other things to my attention. I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, it's not my business. But this one I read and I thought, you know what? It is important. Like you knew to- that, especially with, her, with a huge following, like 2.7 million. Yeah, and I was going to say the same thing of someone like Sean King, right? Because Whoa. they were calling him out for using Chadwick's death um, to promote his book. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. I did. I have. I think I have an unpopular opinion about Sean but, King. Oh, go on. I just. I think people go in on him a little bit too much. Mm. I think it's a bit. I, I don't know. It seems. It screams a bit of an agenda for me. I'm not American, so I don't yeah. know how what the fuckery he's doing. But just looking through that email, I mean, if you're going to promote your book, you wouldn't do it through an email. It seemed as though that email he was going to send and just kind of wanted to make it relevant. To what, right, but to then maybe so not, maybe the tone was off. Maybe uh, the tone was off. Know. But then when it's now when he came on Twitter and he was just like, "Yeah, I don't make a penny off the promotion of my book." Oh, is that what he said? Yeah, that's he a lie. That. <laughs> right, right, that's a lie, right. Then. Okay, yeah, you're lying then. Sure. No, now you're taking a piss because we not all of us are um, dumb dumbs. Like we know how publishing works. Yeah, you right? get an upfront and so, then you so get, get royalties. Yeah, so you've got an advance. And then you get royalty. So what you're telling me is that you're currently not making money off it because you haven't made your advance, like you haven't paid back your advance basically in book sales. But when, when you've now paid back that money that you got on the advance, like, you know, or they've made back the money that they paid you for your advance, then you'd be getting royalties. So you would be getting a penny off. So don't say things like that. Like the millions of people who follow you are dumb. Uh, Yeah. That's yeah. Cause when I saw like, condescending, I saw other celebrities and people that I'm even trying to get on the show, posting about him going oh you know my friend sean king i said you're fret you're fretting someone needs to talk to him though because look as much as i think that there's an agenda out against him you know there is he 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 must be doing something wrong do you get i mean because he's i hear his name like literally every week yes and he started off really well i don't know if you remember when he started out doing you know with the online activism and everything he was talking up the things i think it was he kind of came around with the rise with the um incident of a Trayvon Martin. Yes, but this is the thing. And I think that because of what he's done, there's a lot of distrust 
huge for, 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 no for for the um for other online activists so like when that fundraiser oh, okay, was happening yeah. before people like oh you're the uk sean king the stupid yeah, demon yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that dared to you know prick that dared to tweet that in my direction but it's the fact that now everyone's looking everyone's so cautious because like oh who's who's trying it because who's they keep asking him his... yeah they're asking him to be accountable for where all of this money's gone and he really can't show them where it's gone yeah he needs to he needs to do sean king needs to do one sit down interview he needs to address all everything, everything and he needs to just put it to rest because i want to believe that my man's out here trying to do some yes. good i just want to believe it you get me? i'm not like, yeah. profiting off it do you get what i mean or if you're profiting off it make be be transparent i think that's what a lot of the online activists aren't really prepared for they're not prepared for that transparency that yes. you need to provide do you get what yeah. I mean? if you're going to be you know uh if you're going to be raising money every every other month if you're going to be coming out of new products this new products that when people ask you questions you be but get you ready respond. to answer them right but then there's that fine line between are you being transparent are you asking for transparency or do you just want to be in people's assholes oh well, yeah well yeah they, yeah so, i don't think that line is fine to be honest i think there's a very <laughs> very clear but, which but i get what you mean some but, people do and some people just want to do that for the sake of moving mad but he's shown himself time and time again to not be able to be accountable for these things and he likes throwing the names of people who are struggling into his emails like he wrote something in there like oh i had to not do my book tour or something because i wanted to lend my support to this no to somebody else who they were trying to get out of um um not being i don't know killed by um or um executed or whatever yeah yeah, and he wrote that but then he said that they brought me on last weekend so how did them bringing you on last weekend stop you from doing your tour it's like you're using lots of names just Mm, for the sake of it mm, so i it's interesting to me when i looked at the people who follow him so many celebrities follow him he would do and i'm just like how are you missing out the conversation that people are having it's like was that just an easy click like oh look at me caring about activism i'm, for, I'm following sean king, king. i'm I've following Derek. yeah so i know what's going on but do you really so the reason i bring that up is because i'm reading this thinking that i'm one of those people who just followed the holistic psychologist because i'm for, for she's got a couple good slides that i relate to mm-hmm. so i post that but yeah it's true that we have to be responsible for the people that we follow and the people that we share because they if especially when they're doing harm yeah i agree and i think i think you know if you were unaware of what she was doing and then she's got her 2.4 million followers you got your thousands of eighty thousand followers whatever wherever it mm. is it's like obviously people are now going to and you know if you retweet her yeah or if you post her on your story that's it looks like an endorsement, endorsement so yes. people right people are going to trust you yeah. trust her through you yes and, and I, think I don't want to go you and be be put careful. them in harm's way. So yeah, as soon as I got this about. email, I unfollowed her straight away because no, I was just I like, totally I don't need it. to hear the rest. I don't need to hear any two sides to the story. I've heard this. I've read this. I don't want any more. So I've unfollowed her like that's instantly. Enough, yeah. um, I think I was. I, I think the black community, you know, in a way as well. I think we need to kind of vet outsiders a little bit more yeah you know i think you know you know the, that saying about oh they're invited to the cookout none of I that don't, i've never invited cookout. a single person to the cookout <laughs> when you that. lot were inviting olua jack and all of them man but then i find out that you know he's mixed or something he says he's mixed race or whatever. yeah his dad's mixed race yeah so i i i'm not inviting anybody to the cookout i've never invited them and i never will no i don't i just don't believe in no, it so now that, like, now oh, that but I'm... your partner's white yeah well he can wait at the gate then <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking, no. I'm joking. but we we don't want to be because my whole yeah. thing is that like you know this cookout thing the problem is is that now the the white people now they know what to do to get, to get invited to the, to the cookout yeah. now so now the cookout's cancelled yeah i think that's what no we more, say it's no not about cookout. it's not about you can have a white partner black partner no but no cookout no if cookout. you're having a cookout it's just a personal cookout yes no more black cookouts anymore because people have now look and look how they've clocked onto um oh it's the bangs for me oh yeah. it's the this for me and all of that do you get what i mean they're doing all of that just to get invited to the cookout well 
It's cancelled officially. It's cancelled. Jojo, I, leave, get out right now. She was kind of invited from from what I hear. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, she was. Oh, so yeah, I love Jojo. Yeah, I love Jojo. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of new Jojo's music, but hey. Yeah, I yeah. haven't listened to. It. I mm. only listen to the ones that I know. I don't listen to any of her new stuff. No, no, no. But she needs to go back into the leave. Get out. She needs to go back to that bag because versus that was, versus is tomorrow night. Well, when tomorrow this comes we'll, out, this it will be tonight. When if people yes, are yes, yes, on yes, Brandy and Monica. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward. I'm staying up, and you know I never stay up, but I'm. Yeah, that I'm gonna see if you actually do stay up, but because <laughs> <laughs> by 10 p.m. you're like, mm, uh, I'm gonna <laughs> um, try. No, I'll check the no. So, thank you for raising that. Um, I it's good for me to know these things. I unfollowed because I don't want to um, support anyone that's causing harm to Can we other just repeat people. her acne because people know to the holistic psychologist, the holistic psychologist. Everybody should uh, amass on following, yeah, because that's what she needs. That's what she needs what because you people can't be asking you what do you what are you saying. And this, I literally said this. I think it was last week or the week before about the way that like I enjoy certain people and their teachings like Eckhart Tolle for instance like I've read his books and stuff but to me we stop at the point where you can't take this thing that you're talking about and apply it to racism or you try to dance by it or you just try to move past it that tells me that all this consciousness and wellness fuckery that you're saying is for all of you lot white people and absolving yourself of the guilt and you can't keep saying oh that's what my ancestors did and it was their insanity not mine it is your insanity too that shit you've inherited the insanity and now you're continuing it the same way we've inherited this intergenerational trauma you've in, inherited that intergenerational bloodlust yes. and it's not enough to just go I I have black friends and I retweet Black Lives Matter things like go and do the work to break that cycle all the way I, down from Chop you from you onwards that cycle needs to stop you right. need to be the one that breaks that cycle right so you need to go and do the work and it's not enough to just be like, oh, well, you know, you know, th- that was them. It's not me. No, you're, no, you're also involved. Exactly. It's, and it's not just the active benefiting of it in a physical realm. It's all of the things, all of the things you need mm-hmm. to go and address mm-hmm. that. They need to do those. It's like, think about it. If everyone has that mini revolution. Yeah. Imagine what we can achieve. Yeah, that's it. And that's all. And that's what I'm inciting. The mini revolutions. That's <laughs> and washing why legs. Yeah, exactly. And chicken. <laughs> <laughs> these are the things that I would like to see as prime minister but um, no there's just so much to to go into and I just yeah I don't want to be part of that fuckery as far as I'm concerned I don't want any part of that so let's just move on then what else do I have in mad oh the National Trust Ooh, the when National they Trust. were um, the National Trust were tweeting about their links to slavery so I, I remember when I used to work at a call centre and I would call people to renew their National Trust memberships and the fuckery that I would hear on the phones. It's just <laughs> hilarious. Oh, no. But, um, yeah, so the National Trust basically tweeted um, last week. They said, many of the places we care for have direct or indirect links to slavery, including objects made from materials obtain, uh, obtained by forced labour. Today, as we mark the UNESCO Day of Remembrance of the Slave Trade and its abolition, we take a closer look at these materials. Caribbean mahogany furniture was the height of 18th century fashion, but this luxury material came at a human cost. Mahogany trees were were felled by enslaved Africans in dangerous virgin rainforests and shipped back to Britain to be made into fine furniture. Chocolate was con- chocolate was consumed in 18th century Europe as a sweetened drink. Raw cocoa beans and sugarcane were grown by enslaved Africans on American plantations. Chocolate pots like this from Ickworth are a reminder of the bitter history of this popular confection. And they go on to list numerous other things. 
Um, actually, I'll list them all. Growing and processing sugar was labor intensive, and Europe's sweet tooth fueled the slave trade from the early 16th century. The wealthy served their sugar from ornate casters like these at Durham Massey. And they show you a picture of these um, ornaments. By the mid-1800s, ivory exports from West Africa boomed, satisfying new fashions for ivory piano keys, billiard balls and trinkets. Traders from Egypt and North Africa travelled in search of elephants, kidnapping local people to serve as ivory bearers, servants and concubines. In September, we're sharing a report exploring the connections of slavery and colonialism to the places we cared for. Discover more about how we are working on this with local and global communities, partners and experts. Nationaltrust.org.uk I think it's a dangerous thing when people, when, you know, the organisations tweet stuff like that. Why? Because unless you're going to follow up that tweet with, and we are now going to donate every (laughs) single penny. We're not going to donate these, these venues, these homes, these parks to blacks. They can have it. Who wants it? That wasn't the issue, though. The issue was the comments. Oh. Thankfully, I cancelled my membership, so I'm not paying for your exercise in woke (laughs) navel-gazing. What? (laughs) Someone else went to say, um, um, I have cancelled my membership. I don't understand this wokeness and this nonsense that's happening. Wow. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm actually quite angered by the fact that racists are using the word woke that, but then that's what oh they do they, they take over all of the words and fuck it up somebody else wrote um get woke go broke my member <laughs> my membership will be cancelled as soon as your phone lines open this morning someone else wrote i thought the national trust were above this woke nonsense but seems i was wrong if you are going to try and erase history i think it's time to hang up my membership erase cuss- history by highlighting it <laughs> Someone else wrote, continue down this path and we are cancelling our membership. Oh my God. Someone else then tweeted at Boris Johnson and said to him, they added him to see the post the and they said, said, unfucking believable. <sighs> it's, I don't even know whether to laugh or cry about it, but it's literally like. They were doing the they most offended. basic shit. They were doing the most basic shit because like you said, if you were really about it, about it, what are you doing for reparations? What are you doing right. to, 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 to balance all to of remedy, this shit right. out? What are you doing? So they were doing the most basic shit and even then the whites got mad. That's scary. That's scary. So That's what would you now do? Like they just went, fam, a lot of the things that we have in our venues and that we have on our sites um, around the UK are um, a product of slavery, whether directly or indirectly, and we are acknowledging that. Yeah. Haven't said what they're going to do to fix it. No, we're, just it. We're, just, we're just telling you the facts, and they are already vexed. Right. And when I tell you, they're going red as if they ate Scotch bonnet. Like they are <laughs> upset. So, what do you think they would do if they now ended that tweet with, so we're going to be giving back some things? Oh, they would have blown something up. Oh! They would have blown something up. And I think that's one of the things that gets to me because it's like just the acknowledgement of it white people don't want no they don't want no you don't want you don't even want it to be acknowledged and you're talking about erasing history when i'm literally telling you, Tell what, you happened. what happened because you're so used to saying oh the brits aren't that bad we we got rid of slavery but that's how it was always framed it was always like yeah you know slavery did did exist but you know the british people were 
were instrumental in, in getting rid of it. No, and it's just like, no, mm. you just stopped making money because you kept getting batted up and all of your slave and masters and all of it kept getting burnt and the plantations kept getting burnt and, and the, the enslaved were wiling out and showing you and rebelling and showing you Pepe. Right. That's the only way it was no longer profitable for you because you were getting batted right. up. That's the only reason you had to call it and call it a day. Right. Hence it wasn't functioning as a viable marketplace. Oh, for them okay. So they realized, okay, it wasn't from the good of your heart. Right. It was from the crying of your pocket. Who was, who were they saying that supposedly Jeffrey, is it William? Um, well, William Wilberforce. Will Wilberforce. Yeah. The twat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even forcing in the movie. It, we'll be forcing it. Um, okay. And then the next one is, um, this, uh, couple. So interracial couple. Um, they're getting the straws. No, no, no. Oh. So you mad still. Oh. So they, um, it says here, black homeowners, um, face discrimination, um, during appraisals, um, move so basically the black couple um had their home appraised um they um well no not a black couple a mixed race an interracial couple got their um, home appraised for three hundred and thirty thousand dollars way below the local average for that area right they went for a second appraisal this time they removed all black family photos or cultural items so no photos showing the wife because mm-hmm. it's a white guy with a black woman they removed all the photos showing the wife or anything that would allude to blackness and um they only had the white dad shown mm-hmm. and the appraisal was then four hundred and sixty five thousand dollars so black owned black owned homes are devalued um by twenty three percent on average it's crazy is not even the word it's it's sickening to think that we are affected by things that we can't even see. Mace. Because who who is going to think? Who would actually think? Right? Okay. You even someone that accepts racism. I'm, I I understand that racism is all over, right? But if I was in that position, I'll think to myself, this is the one time. <laughs> this is the no seriously, seriously. I'll think to myself, this is the one time that racism is not going to affect me because I'm not, fam. I'm not even in the house that when you're when you lot are coming to see right. it. So to but think just that. My air, oh my energy. Oh. Your scent. Oh. Just because you saw a young photo of me. It's actually sickening. It, has, it is actually, it is, it truly is sickening. And I would have just, my mind would have never gone there. I would, I would think about racism in every instance, but my mind will never think to that, you know, when you're getting your, your home valued, that you need to think to yourself, oh, this is too black. Take away all the photos. That was it. Like they had to just take away any photos or cultural items that could infer blackness. <sighs> So when we now say, when people go, what's race got to do with it? You talk about race all the time. This is exactly what race has got to do with it. It's in everything. Yes. How we can how we can think that it's not in everything is the madness. Um, and when you tell people that that was racist or that, that had, you know, that had a racist vibe and they go, oh, but how do you know that? I can't pinpoint it for you, but I know that it does. Right. Because it goes on to say here, researchers found that the average home in a majority black neighborhood is valued for 23% less than a near identical home in a similar majority white neighborhood. This costs black homeowners $156 billion. Um, what That's, um, on, you know, broken down to $48,000 per home. Scary. It's actually scary to think that. I, I hate it. And to think that, you know, there's black families that have had their homes valued and they've sold it and then maybe they're happy with what they sold it for, not knowing that they could have got it for loads more. But the thing is, you have the home valued and then when it's time to buy it, some people might still try to negotiate exactly on top of that. So you're being, you're negotiating down from the low. Oh gosh. Oh, 
But when we talk about generational wealth, when we talk about all of these things, when we talk about systemic racism, this is how all of these things are playing out. Yes. It's it's wild. Um, Then next I have um, Naomi Osaka, the tennis player. Oh yeah, she, she refused to play. Yes. And I love it for her. I love it for her because I just think that people shouldn't continue to enjoy black people entertaining them while being okay with black people being killed. I agree with that. She refused to play. And look, it's, it's props to her because not, not only is she a woman, not only is she a young woman, you know, she is also in a position where it's like she doesn't have that much control over her career. Yes. Yeah. You know I mean, she's been led by a lot of people. Yes. There's loads of people in her ear. Sponsors, so, right. So that, for her yeah. to just say, nah, fuck this. Mm. That's big. Yeah. In her um, statement, she said, hello, as many of you are aware, I was um, scheduled to play my semi-finals match tomorrow. However, before I'm an athlete, I'm a black woman. And I think that's important because people kept talking about her like, oh, she's a Japanese woman. Yeah. She's uh, she's like, I'm also black. Yeah. Just letting you know. Yeah. And as a black woman, I feel as though there are much more important matters at hand that need immediate attention. Rather than watching me play tennis, I don't expect anything drastic to happen with me not playing. But if I can get a conversation started in a majority white sport... I consider that a step in the right direction. Watching the continued genocide of black people at the hand of the police is honestly making me sick to my stomach. I'm exhausted of having a new hashtag pop up every few days and I'm extremely tired of having this same conversation over and over again. When will it ever be enough? Hashtag Jacob Blake, hashtag Breonna Taylor, hashtag Elijah McLean, hashtag George Floyd. And then she wrote it in Japanese as well. Good. Good girl. I've always liked her. I, li- I liked her from when, you know, you know, she beat Serena Williams. Yeah, and then people tried and to people, make, yeah. People kind of, I liked her from there because it was like, fam, like, I'm, is my talent, what can I do? Is my talent beat Serena Williams? Yeah. Not my hate for her. Not that she had any And then she her. made sure that to let people know that I am a fan of Serena Williams. Yes. Before you lot try it, I need you to know that that is my inspiration. Yes. It's not you lot that will come and ruin this for me. Right. Because they like to pit people, play, pit women, pit black women against each other. I bit her, beat her, but I beat her just... Because yes. you know, and, I if, train and maybe and if Serena didn't exist, maybe Naomi wouldn't have. She would not have. Yeah, exactly. She so, got me. And she so, recognized that, and good. she let people know that. So she was like, "Don't come and bring Wahala onto oh, my own front side, porch." Yeah. Like she let people know. So I have lots and lots of respect for her. I yes. couldn't bring myself to follow her because I was still, you know, very much like beat Serena. Yeah, so no, my yeah, queen. it was a bit. Yeah. But no, but I do greatly, greatly respect I her. Do as well. She's not nineteen. 20. Uh, she's, is she older than that? I Probably she's a little bit older than that, actually. But, um, the, and the, I saw all the NBA players as well. And um, I think some NFL who were just like, yeah. Um, well, with the NFL or the NBA or whatever you want to call it, I think for me, I, I, I cast my mind back to four years ago, right? She's when, 22. She's 22, okay, yeah. yeah. I cast my mind back to f- four years ago, was it, when Colin took the knee, yes. took, uh, took a seat and... The way the media, the media dealt with Colin so bad that I even started to think to myself, maybe, maybe this guy isn't all what he is, you yeah, know? Do you like, maybe why he's is he a causing bit, such a fuss? But then you do yeah. your research and you realise that all he did was nil. Literally. And that's that enraged them so much that they blackballed oh, him so he couldn't play professionally. They ruined or him. Yes. And then, four and then Jay-Z then came along and told us to gentrify our own neighbourhood. Right. And then four years on now, people are taking the knee. And it's just like, it just doesn't seem, I'm glad they're doing it, but I, I'm just, I don't know. I, I just say fuck all of them in yeah, that, in that regard. Because like, to me, I, even I, some I, of the players were coming out and talking out against, against Colin. And I'm just thinking, nah, fuck you lot for that, man. But now you want fuck to be, you now you want to that. be doing. Right. But that Colin Kaepernick energy is my kind of energy where like, I've been doing this stuff and then you lot said it's unpopular. You lot will call me all the names and you don't really want to be associated with 
with me. You'll invite me to events and you'll just, everyone's moving shady. Everyone's moving funny. Now you need that energy and suddenly all of you are jumping. But why, why are you not giving him the credit? Why are you right. not, not louding it up as you should for right. him? Right. And I'm glad that Colin isn't using this as a way to like, okay, now I he's going to be so. the fool. No, yeah. no, he's just staying quiet. It's, it's good because he you tried. You don't do the work. I've he done tried. my work. Exactly. I've done, I've and, done I'm, my... and I'm glad that he's doing it because what he's demonstrating is that, you know, when you are fighting for your people's rights, it takes a toll. Yes. Jesus Christ, it takes a toll to have to have to have been trying to fight for us during that time and to have some of your own people like, oh no, shut up, just go play the yeah, game. Like, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? You're causing all this disruption. You're causing problems for it me. It is. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine how he feels right now. So I totally. He seems from what I hear about him, he's quite antisocial. Yeah. Like he just he, he, he keeps a close. Yeah. yeah he, keeps, he keeps a close circle, and I feel like that's the best way for him to do it. He shouldn't come out. We he shouldn't come out and try and be the face of. This new uprising, nah, just but leave it. But he doesn't want he did to, it. and it's not his time. He's done his. He's he done did, his work. Like, did. And if he didn't do that ago. four years ago, they wouldn't be doing it now. They wouldn't right. know. These men wouldn't know how to protest now. Right? Do you get what I mean? So I, I, I love and respect what he did. I thought it was, it was absolutely amazing. And to be, to, to be getting all that money. Yeah. He's not, he hasn't been getting paid since then. He has not, he's not as rich as he was back but then. But this is what I'm saying, that this 2020, especially for a lot of people, he started well before everybody else, um, and I'd be interested in his astrological placements. But <laughs> he um, he started well before everybody else in that regard. But um, this 2020 is about valuing truth over money. Mm. And whether you like it or not, you'll be made to reckon with the fact that how much do you, what do you hold more dear? No man can serve two masters. We've been told that. And the two masters in this case, are you going to serve capitalism or are you going to serve your truth? And and I know that we exist within a capitalist system. So I'm not saying that you can um, ostracize yourself from that um, system. But what I am saying is that there are choices that you can make. Like you said about mini revolution, there are choices that you can make in your day to day that prioritize truth over money. And this is what we're seeing happening. And like Naomi said, like I'm not expecting that this is going to be a big boy thing. That's going to change lots of things necessarily, but it'll get you talking. And if that's my mini revolution, then that is what I'm contributing to the cause. And that's what I'm going to do. And we can all play our part. And it's what I'm saying about the earth song and us singing our specific part in the harmony. You don't need to sing all of the song like, and, and have all of the notes. Just sing the one that's being assigned to you and do it well. Do it with all of your heart. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to do. Mm-hmm. And so the problem is now when people want to start quantifying what other people are doing and going, oh, it's not good enough. It's not as good as what I've been doing. I've been doing... No, 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 no. Everybody has their part to play. So let us all, let us all play our parts. And so it's interesting to me that then Obama advised some of the NBA to just go back to playing and then make a list of demands. I know that there are a few Americans that listen to this show and I know that you love your, um, you know, your forever president and stuff, but I have to say that I'm not, I've not always been comfortable with him and I've not always you've, rocked you've, with a yeah, lot. Yeah, you've, you've been quite vocal on that. Yeah, um, because I, why are they getting back to play? To play for who and to play for what? Why? Why? to they go back to a system that doesn't really respect them nope. like what but you know if that's your advice from your loved beloved president then who am i to say anything in it do you um the last one on so you mad then is argos um people are upset with argos they're upset with argos because argos has a new advert that shows um a black family a queer family so two women um and their two children having a night in with popcorn and chilling out, um, you know, with a projector in the garden and watching a movie. Just beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. 
um, there are complaints because um, people are saying it doesn't, it's not completely um, representative of modern Britain. It's completely unrepresentative of modern Britain. Because black gay women don't exist. Yes. And blacks also don't exist as well. <laughs> yes. That, that's where it needs to stop. That's where we, we can finish there then. And that's, that's, that's basically <laughs> what we need to know that because blacks and black gay women don't exist. Yeah. They are not a representation of... of and do you know what is, what's scary about it, yeah, is that I feel like we've seen adverts like this before. You know, we've seen yeah. adverts like this where they try and center it and just black and they yeah. try and kind of go for a theme. You don't... You never really kind of saw comments like that. I think there's a reason why we're seeing comments like that now. Yeah. Do you get I me? Mean? Yeah. I think just like you said, people are emboldened yes. by the racism that they're seeing from the higher ups. Yes. And they feel like now they can actually be vocal yes. about seeing a black, gay family yeah. well, like, I don't know if you can call it a gay family but yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you're, you're, you're literally upset by seeing that on TV because what message is it going to send to my children you don't wash your legs that should be <laughs> that should be the first that should be the first <laughs> message that you should be concerned for right. and about for your children you don't you season your food with hatred xenophobia and oxygen that is what you season your food with when you're concerned about just a sprinkle of salt and a crack of pepper but it's <laughs> but it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a family on tv it's the same sex family on tv that's your concern Ooh. It is crazy. That, uh, you had an all alien family. You had an Argos advert that was all aliens, like literally aliens from another planet. Was that, I mean, complain. Was that representative of modern Britain? You didn't mind the alien family, but it's this one that you mind. It's this one that's vexing your soul. And tell me this, you know the people that are commenting under it, are these cartoon or like cat abbeys? Yes. Oh, okay. Because you know they they usually always are. It's yeah, always they a, love a they love all the, the Union football. Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That well, that was a, a very popular one. Yeah, the Union Jack. They used to love the EU um, circle with the stars before, but now that Brexit means <laughs> Brexit. Brexit, they've gone to the Union <laughs> Jack. To Union Jack <laughs> but I'm really glad that Dion Grant brought that to the attention of all of us because I saw that and I said, "What? That is horrible." But it just goes to show you how deep that hatred goes. Yes. But um, yeah, that's literally. It. So um, I will jump then to straw of the week, aka suck your mum. Uh, I've got a few letters, I think. So let's start with this one. It says here, hi, Kalechi. I hope you're well. Congratulations upon the completion of your half marathon. Thank you, everybody that's been um, compliment, uh, you know, complimenting me and congratulating me on that. Thank you for all you do and say. You have motivated a lot of us to speak up for ourselves, inspire further reading slash research and set firm boundaries with colleagues, friends and family. Your podcast has been recommended by a friend at work and I have to say you are truly inspirational. The occasional drag in the tarot readings and impromptu singing while speaking about various issues in your podcast had me screaming. My favourite one, if you go low, I can go motherfucking lower. Low, 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 like Flo Rida. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to fling, not hand, because um, they don't deserve it, a straw to the gym group. I started mm. personal training in 2017 after being made redundant from a previous job. After completing the course and looking for various gyms 
to work at, I had found a gym in the local area, were hiring, went for the interview, great, got the job. Their structure worked for me, worked 12 hours, split into two six-hour shifts weekly in exchange for rent. I'm still working at this gym. The team are amazing. We talk about various training techniques. We train together, organize the occasional social, and we celebrate each other's achievements. Now, we have to be grateful for what we have, right? In early 2018, the gym group had um, mentioned us being employed. We were so excited we could apply for holidays, entitled to sick and maternity slash paternity pay. It went quiet. One of the more experienced PTs had mentioned they had been going back and forth with this for the longest time, years, until it all went down with Uber and the McDonald's workers organizing walkouts over pay and employment status. Soon after seeing this in the media, we were called into various meetings with the regional manager to discuss 2019 was a year of the people and we would expect to be employed. All good. It'd be mentioned that we would be employed, but we would have to pay rent, which was more than we earned monthly working at the gym. PTs were fuming and management had to go back to the drawing board to think up another plan. The plan? Work the same shift pattern, which would be exchanged directly for rent. The only difference would be the per of the holiday pay etc this is how we've been working since august 2019 the regional manager at the time had asked us all individually how long we had worked at the gym group when i mentioned how long i'd been there almost two years he asked if i could consider training to be assistant general manager i found out previously how much they were paid for almost 40 hours a week plus being on call during the weekends you earn drum roll please nineteen thousand pounds per year oh my god (laughs) sorry I usually don't interrupt. (laughs) (laughs) £19,000 per year before tax. (laughs) Stunned. I asked if this is negotiable. He said, no, you can earn the same amount a year working as a PT. So moving up the career ladder with the gym group is a bummer to start with. The previous manager had left to open his own gym. Currently, I'm leaving our current assistant general manager. He worked hard to maintain the gym with very little help from the former manager since he first started uh, for two to three months. Um, The former manager had been out and about maintaining other gyms within the gym group, plus sorting out his, his own escape route. This continued until a new person had been assigned a position. You would have thought he would have been given a pay rise. No, the new manager had been assigned and started a month before we closed due to the pandemic. Our assistant general manager had to train the new manager. No other manager had been assigned to do this. Fast forward to now, and I guess we should have been happy and grateful. But of course, when the coronavirus hit the UK, we were placed on furlough. A lot of us um, had to move our business on businesses online. We had an Instagram page for our site and um, one of the PTs had been given control to add posts, advertise each of our businesses and posted information. The credentials were changed and we no longer were visible on the page. Because we were on furlough, we could only operate our own personal business. Um, We were told not to post anything on the Insta page. We then created our own and posted information on there instead. We were upset and angry because the platform could have been used to tell the followers of the page to follow our personal PT pages. We found out later that the gym group had hired PTs from an independent company to post workouts online and still created media for the page. What the fuck? Some PTs had to take on other jobs. We even said goodbye to a couple of colleagues as the new setup upon return would not benefit their work-life balance. 
The new setup is now we either open the gym early shift or close the gym late shift. We're not operating at regular capacity or the usual 24 hours prior to um, COVID-19. The members have been really good, although some of their standards are questionable, still leaving weights out and splashing water all over the basin and the toilets. Don't wash in a basin. Use the available facilities and have a shower instead. Flush the toilet with the lid down, a straw for those type of members. Last week, 10th of August, we we had been asked by the manager if we would like to start our shifts an hour later and finish at 11.15pm. That's 23.15. We said no, as many of us had to adapt our business to train clients during the quieter periods. In the mornings, I usually see clients at 6.30am. This would mean after working the late shift, I would have five to four hours sleep. I live close to the gym. Some of the PTs do not. They mentioned they would get around three to four hours sleep. This is a nap. (laughs) We were then told the decision had been approved by the people above. We were fuming. Why had they asked for our opinion when they had already made the decision anyway? It turned out the regional manager had said yes before asking us. The timetable had been sent via a separate group chat. Again, we put forward our concern. Um, our concerns. For me, I would be working a double late shift as well as training clients. How can I work effectively with very little sleep, moving weights and clean the gym every 30 minutes to one hour? The manager said it was only temporary. She cares about us. She hasn't been with us for long and she'd been more concerned about with surviving her day shift. How can I be called into the office to have a checkup on my business and she's checking the time to clock out 10 to 15 minutes the review lasted? I do not feel how her statement is caring for us is and caring for us is genuine. Some of the PTs took it upon themselves to email the regional manager with their concerns. The response was trash. He wrote back, an hour doesn't make any much difference. Just get your clients to start later. My client has to be at work at a certain time. They should tell their boss that they should be an hour late to work. He also mentioned that we should work um, over a seven day period in order to maintain the same hours of sleep. It's been proven that you cannot catch up with sleep you have lost. We have been... um, we have families to care for as well as our other duties slash jobs. We're paying to stay up. We're balancing to stay afloat. He also, um, he also wrote that we should not underestimate the hard work going on behind the scenes. Excuse me. You are making the decisions for us behind the scenes. Anyway, I clocked in at the usual time for my shift. The manager quickly came up to me and asked why I'd arrived an hour early. She said that it wasn't worth losing my job and that I should train. I stayed in my uniform and completed the shift, got five hours sleep before waking up for my early morning clients. I mentioned to our group we needed to check our contracts as I certainly was going to refuse and um, to work until 11 p.m. for a second day. The typical day would have been from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m., Um, training clients doing my um, own admin errands before heading into the gym to work and late shift and then go to bed for the next day Um, we checked the contracts there was there it was in black and white calibre size 12 print (laughs) you will be expected to work between 6 a.m and 10 p.m shortly after we received this message stating the regional manager had read our contracts and they were unaware of our working hours you incompetent your incompetence and unprofessionalism shines bright like a diamond (laughs) the manager then went on to write that if we could work the extended hours until 31st of this month august um i messaged back saying ridiculous and said i'm heading 
in and completing my usual shift. She messaged back saying she needs us to work the shift as it was too late to inform the customers. Really? We were told late notice plus you only told the members on Monday and messaged back saying it isn't late notice. I packed my bag and went in on Tuesday. Um, the manager avoided me until we were both in the staff room. She mentioned she would have to come back and close the gym after her initial shift finished at 6 p.m. She wasn't happy coming back in. I asked if the regional manager had apologised. Pause. She said yes. I don't think he did. We still haven't heard back anything from the regional manager. He had told our assistant general manager that he would be coming in on Wednesday to check the gym. He never appeared. With the manager now away until the 1st of September, we now have an acting general manager. This never happened with the former general manager when the former general manager left, leaving the assistant general manager to cover all bases with no pay rise or bonus. The gym group are still denying that the assistant general manager still denying the assistant general manager from progressing. It doesn't look good. There we go. Straw for the gym group, all the higher up people making decisions based on numbers. A straw for the regional manager not bothering to contact HR to check the contracts and treat our concerns like trash. A straw for our current manager for going along with the regional manager and telling us she's there for the staff. A straw for all of those gym goers still leaving their equipment around the gym, putting everyone else's health and safety in the bin. Take care and thanks for all of that you do. Seriously, you deserve a break. Thank you. I will be taking that break soon. Thank you for your letter. That was long. <laughs> but uh, everything, all bases needed to be covered. Yeah, it was necessary. I, you know, I always think to myself, like, when people decide to become personal trainers, it's not to get rich, right? No. Okay, good. Because <laughs> it's, look, it, there, is, there is just no, I'm sorry, there's just no money in it. Uh, if you're a celebrity personal trainer, all right, cool, fair oh, enough. So or you can you're... get slapped up and talk shit to like Kevin Hart was talking to his personal trainer. Oh, jeez. Okay, well, do you know what? Sometimes the money matches the, the <laughs> matches the job, right? But my whole thing is just that personal trainer for the gym group, honestly, you're bigger and better than that. She needs to leave. Yeah. Leave, firstly. Build your own clients, your own private clients. Go to your, your client's house to train them or take them to the park to train them and do it that way. You did that. You yeah, did that, for years. yeah. For you years. did that for years, and it works for you. Yeah. It was frustrating sometimes, yeah, but it worked. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So I just, oh, just the the idea of having to, you know, work late, and then an assistant manager is getting nineteen thousand oh. pounds per year before I could tax. Throw up. <laughs> I, that's what some people make. That's what a lot of people make part time. Yes, yes. You're kidding me. You are kidding me. All for what? To say that you're a PT, to say that you work you're at a gym. general manager. Fuck that. I'm sorry. That's oh. it's just it's not worth it. And you, you know, you you see, you go to the gym group. I go to the gym group, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then I see the the managers and everyone, and no one really looks happy. No one is happy there. And happy. I remember when I was first trying to transition from um, training my clients in the park to training them in the gym, and I went to the I think it was the gym group somewhere near Stockwell, if I'm not mistaken. And they were like, "Oh my god, you're so amazing." we'd love you to work here and then they showed me the shift I said nah not me <laughs> nope. not me nope. not don't they me. have a, don't they have a thing against outside personal trainers coming in to train their client, yes. clients they don't like that do they yeah so yeah. you have to be with them and you have to be an actual personal trainer yeah. which I think is just so stupid how are you going to know I'm training someone and well, you know I they'll know because of how you're moving like if you're well, yeah, not training yeah. and you're talking them through it so I just thought it's not worth my time so I would just hire um, I'll just pay memberships at gyms like pay for the client and pay for myself and then just train them at standard gyms yeah. um, and go about it that way but it just in the long run it just wasn't worth it for me but the, these gyms are exploitative like so many people go into it bright eyed and thinking that they're going to do something major 
but you, when you get in there, you understand that the whole process is just absolutely fucked and yes. it's not serving. And it's down people. to the business model. You know, yeah. if they're doing gyms, gym membership for £20 a month. You're also going to feel the you're heat. You're going to feel the heat. You're going to understand why it's £20 a month. Yeah. And I was talking to my friend, I was like, I'm definitely prepared to pay probably three times more than what I'm paying now. Yeah. If it means that, I guess now the staff are being kept better. Yes. And if, you know, the gym facilities are actually up to standard. I like the, I like the gym group for what it offers, but I yeah. think I'm ready for a bit more. I think yeah. very soon they will start to phase out the low cost gyms, especially if they're not keeping They're not with, sustainable. Yeah. Not, not after everything that's happened, they're not sustainable. And the um, hygiene of a lot of people that go to these gym, um, gyms are abysmal. Ooh. So I can't be asked with it. I haven't gone back to the gym since they reopened that. There's nothing out there. There's nothing out there for me. Yeah, I haven't gone back. I haven't Mm. gone back. I've got, I've I've just stuck with my running and do some yoga at home and mind my business. But I do miss lifting away. Oh my God, I miss deadlifting. I miss a squat. Oh, I did the, I, I'm, I'm experiencing doms right now and it's uh, the most beautiful thing ever I can't, oh, I can't even straighten gosh. my arms out like properly I just love the feeling well gel yeah. no I do want it but I just don't want it to be around other humans if I could just have like my own private gym this is what I'm manifesting for myself everybody pray for me I don't know what's happening with Black Panther 2 anymore um, I don't know with anything but I do want to have that home with a beautiful garden and just have my own private little gym in my house so I can just be as antisocial as I want to be, yes. you know, as I was born to be. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just to be able to walk and lift my own weights, know that I'm the last person that touched that rack. Yep. And if you feel like you leave them wherever you like. <laughs> I leave them there. It's me that's going to fall sure, over. Sure, safety, right. There you go. I can even take the piss and insert a water fountain knowing that I'm the only one drinking the water fountain. <laughs> But no, I just I just want my own space. But loving my studio, obviously, obvi, obvi. But I can't put many um, bits in there because you need space for everyone to poll. So that's that letter. And then I've got another letter from um, Lala. Let me see. Ooh, the Lala. No, no, no. <laughs> Imagine the Lala. Um, we're coming up to the end now. Here we go. Hi, Kalechi. I really hope this email finds you and your loved ones healthy, happy, and rested. This is the second time that I'm writing to you, but the first time I'm writing for the podcast that I'm absolutely embarrassingly in love with just by the way. Thank you. I'm a baby girl, dickhead in recovery from South Africa. I'm writing to nominate the ANC government, the ruling party of South Africa, for a straw. Although I know for a fact that they deserve millions of straws, if not billions, I'm just writing to award them a big communal straw for their unmatched fuckery i wish there were i were writing to complain about how our government has taken um has taken as normal that over 30 um i wish i were writing to complain about how our government has taken as normal that over 30 percent of the population most of which is youth is unemployed i wish i were writing to complain about how our government's corruption is so deplorable that their stealing of funds allocated to the covid19 has been labeled as murder but today i'm humbly writing to you about the disease the scourge that plagues this land we call home that's gender-based violence see last year around this time a young woman went to the post office to go and collect a package just a normal friday afternoon at one of the most prestigious universities in the country she told her friend see you later and was never seen alive again the next week and a half we were retweeting her missing page only to discover that she was murdered that very afternoon because she dared to reject a post office mail worker you see he killed her that very afternoon for that audacity he hid her in the back office until he could transport her remains to his form informal settlement to be buried in a shallow grave. Her name was Uyinene Mrewetanya. 
sorry, here's the link to the Wikipedia page of her case. There are many, many ways that that broke me, but the fundamental way that I and hundreds of thousands of women um, were also broken was that in this country, you're not safe to do even the most menial of things like going to the post office. You see, my dear Kelechi, South Africa has five times the global average for femicide. You would think that such stats, such facts would spur that government into action. And like every single woman in South Africa, you would be ex- you would be wrong. Cyril Ramaphosa has been shoving platitudes down our throats about how he cares about um, um, and how he plans to do everything in his power to protect us. That is a fucking lie. Because just last week, a young woman of 19 who was a student at yet another prestigious university was butchered by her ex-boyfriend for daring to break up with him. And this week, a grandmother and her grandchildren also met their end um, in a horrendous way. That leaves a lot of us, if not all of us, with a very difficult decision to make. Do we continue to persevere in these hellish conditions hoping for change or do we get the fuck out of here? I've personally chosen the latter. Despite the traditional ties my family has to this land, ties that my ancestors have fought and died for, I must, must leave this land for the safety of myself and my family. There is no expectation of safety for women in this country. I write to you in hopes that more people would be made aware of this in the hopes that millions of voices would be better than just a few that change can be made i want all the baby girls baby boys and baby non-binaries to know that this is not a safe place to visit slash vacation in even homicidal dickheads know to come here to murder their inconvenient wives oh that is a that is tea i remember that one i just oh our system is a joke the police are a joke the politicians are a joke the violence in this country has become so normal that we retweet multiple missing pages of women and children daily without batting an eye it's that normal here that it brings me to tears because i have so many women that i love friends aunts sisters my mum. do not visit slash vacation in south africa i hope that in spreading the message something anything will be done to stop this so yes millions of billions of straws to the government of the republic of south africa and the anc party i hope they burn in hell Mm -hmm. thank you for reading my too long letter i've never met you but i recognize you in my spirit as my sister and i'm oh so grateful for everything that you are and embody truly a godsend love and all the rest of that good vibe lala that's so sweet thanks lala for that thank you lala i'm so sorry that this is happening i'm oh i'll be honest though i i've known about essay for a while Wow. I've known about SA for a while. I remember speaking to someone who said that they actually decided to up and leave and move to England. Wow. They were white. They were able to do that. Oh, um, well. Up and leave and move to England because the violence in South Africa is just too much. Wow. And it's it's so kind of like people don't hesitate to be violent. They were talking about how people get robbed mostly wow. and all of these things. And I'm just like, yeah, I've always, I've always kind of had a bit of, a weird kind of feeling towards essay about that and especially because a lot of the violence kind of goes unreported yes i don't know if you know but you know a lot of south africans migrate over here yeah 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 loads of them them. almost as much as the australians yeah loads of them and it's it is because of that wow it is because of that and if it's not the the gender-based violence it's it's racial based but then this when it's racial based they're saying this a lot of the black people you know being violent towards white people well we can we can i mean we can kind of give an in-depth we kind of get a bit in depth in terms of we that, but the gender based violence. Go there. Yeah, we can the gender, go there when it comes to that, but gender based violence. Yeah, that's you know. just a bit. I mean, yeah, it's just just to think to yourself that, like, you know, if you reject someone's advances, 
they could kill you. As that a man, day. as a man, I never have that fear. Never, ever, exactly. ever, 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 ever have that fear. So I don't think it's right that women should live with that. And you know, that that particular gender-based violence, I think the level that it's on, of course, is unique to SA because you don't really see that happening. The, the kind of violence yeah, anyways yeah, in yeah, London. Yeah. But just, you know, in terms of women having to suffer at the hands of men, that's universal. Mm-hmm. You know, and we see that over here when, you know, a lot of my, my uh, you know, friends will say, oh, you know, they're scared to reject a guy because... They reject him. They, he might People, punch. Girls are getting punched at yeah, carnival. Yeah, I have a friend that's been punched out. in the face. Yeah, yeah. I can't have all of that. Being punched in um, at the train station when you've said to yeah, a guy, yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they know, but why did you give him your number? Because I wanted to survive. <laughs> I wanted to live. Right. And I and I can give, but you, and you can't even give wrong number because they'll call it in front of yeah, you. Yeah, they'll say, okay, sure, yeah, let me just, and you know they've evolved before it was working. Yeah. And then they evolved <laughs> and they were like, no, we're going to call it. We're going to try that number. And I just think to myself, if, if you have to try someone's number in front of them, <laughs> You need to ask yourself what you really want from them. Do you right, get what I mean? That's right. not right. That's absolutely... If you think that someone might have given you the wrong number... Then maybe they didn't want to give you their number. Right. Consider that. Scary, man. I feel sorry for her. And to, for her to feel like, you know, she should. She needs to spread the message that nobody should come to SA. It's, it's, it, I can only imagine how frightening it actually is. I, I don't think she's actually told us everything. No, she but then, to, then but she yeah. can only tell us so much. But it's also like stop supporting these places with tourism. No matter how beautiful they make Table Mountain look, and you want to go and see it for yourself. And the fact of the matter is that the more that the the economies help with tourism, and they can continue to lie and cover these things up and and push it behind the scenes, and you don't know that it's happening. No, you know I appreciate letters like this. So thank yeah. you so much, and billions of straws to them. I agree with you. Thank you um so jacob blake shot in the back point blank range i haven't watched paralyzed from the waist down i haven't watched the video i don't i do i just no 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 in front of what three of his children in the car saw that happen Mm -hmm. because you thought he might have a knife so you shot him at point blank range in the back now he's paralyzed from the waist down seven times Tasted him once, I think they said. And then, so now he's had to have part of his colon removed and his small intestines. I think it's, what's crazy about the whole situation is that it's, it's the time that this is happening. I think to myself, you know, you're a white police officer. You Are you not thinking to yourself, like, fam, even if you are a white racist police officer, yeah, yeah. yeah? Are you not thinking to yourself, okay, cool. Maybe I should... Do this another time? <laughs> no, no, no. Obviously, don't do it. Obviously, we will say. But, but like, I get are you, what you mean. You know what I mean? Are like, you not? Are you not even qu- kind of going? You know what? I really have this urge, but maybe I should put it on. Maybe I should take a rain check. Yeah, maybe I should this... take a black check, a Black Lives Matter check on this, and not do it right now because these people, these niggas are mad. Right. These niggas are angry. Let me just save it for a time that's more convenient for white supremacy. But there's every time is always convenient for white supremacy. Yes. That goes to show the power of white supremacy. The fact that these police officers know that they aren't going to suffer really. There's no fear. There's no fear yeah, because there is no there's, there's no there's no um, reprimand that will ta- that will take place. There are no repercussions that they're really going to feel. And, and because that's happened now, you've paralyzed the man. I honestly expected him to be dead from that. I thought, I, I even when I, when I heard about the video, I just thought, oh yeah, bloody, I must have killed him. Yeah. So when he paralyzed and then you handcuffed him to the bed as well. And they've only recently removed the handcuffs. Where was he going to go? Paralyzed. Are you being serious? I hate 
I hate America. I hate that this is the state of the world. I hate it so much. And the fact that then people are now protesting, rightfully so, for what's happened in Kenosha. They're, they're protesting what you've done to this man. And then Carl Rittenhouse, basically Carl shit in the house, a 17-year-old white supremacist, now takes gun, a and rifle, kills and, two and kills two people. And then you guys are now wanting to raise a fund for him to say thank you. And this is how, what you do. You did it with George Zimmerman. You set up GoFundMes to raise money because this, you, this is white supremacy yes, at, work. at work. Police officers are thanking these vigilantes, as you call them, right. these, these white supremacists for coming to come and join you because they're part of your Ku Klux Klan but club. But most importantly, let's not forget, Kyle was in police training. Yes, so you're telling me that in a few years time, Kyle would have been a police. And look, I I, I like Kyle's story in inverted commas mm. because that is how it happens. When Literally. we talk about the radicalization of white supremacist youth, this is it. You right. want to talk about the radicalization of um, Islamic youth and this and that and this and whatever the fuck you come up with. Look at your own, look at your own ass crack. Start there. Before you go and smell somebody else's bum crack, look at your right. own ass crack. Examine Why it. You, examine it and the shit that's coming out of it. Look at that because they don't want to face that. You, you Black on black crime. Oh, um, um, the Islam is doing this and Islam is doing that. But the amount of deaths that take place, are they not at the hands of white men? And then someone said it. Um, actually, um, a Republican said it. She made a video. She said that how she, she voted for Trump. She did all of these things. And that she was part of Trump's team, and that very slowly they started to 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 to, to detect a rise in white supremacy mm-hmm. and you know violence that the, the violence that these people were perpetuating. Mm-hmm. And then she, she she said that she tried to raise the flag. They tried to let Donald Trump know. Nope, no, 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 no. They but were that's just, exactly and Donald the Trump was fueling the rhetoric. He was making yeah. it worse. That's his purpose in all of this. That is his purpose. Soon he won't be needed any longer. But while he's still of use, this is why they're doing it to 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 get all of this going. It's, 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 it truly is scary. And then now we're focusing on stories of, oh, he was bullied and, you know, the girls didn't want they should him. Have been, he should have been bullied more. And then, and then the, is it the Times wrote the, one stupid um, social media headline talking about, oh, you know, he was bullied and he revered the police and he just wanted to be like them, the vigilante that da 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 Like they write these long pieces where you could just write white supremacist dickhead, shot two people. And make it nice and simple. And then the head of the police, um, I think in Kenosha was talking about, well, the you know, this wouldn't have happened if people hadn't stayed out past their curfew people wouldn't have been shot if they if they you know if people hadn't stayed out past their curfew so again you're sending the blame back onto the victims not white supremacy not your racism and this is what this is what the white racists this is what they kind of this is what they react to Mm -hmm. do you get what i mean you know this is you know you don't you don't go on tv and say it's okay to be white and racist you go on tv and say that yeah. You go on TV and say things like that, like, oh yeah, no, it wouldn't have happened if people did, if people if were if people line. were in the house, it wouldn't yeah. have happened if people did this, it wouldn't have happened if this if it wouldn't have happened if the black guy did it um just put his hands up, if he didn't have a knife on him, if he didn't do this, if he didn't have that. Yeah. It's crazy. It wouldn't have happened if he just weren't black. Literally, it's absolutely crazy. I think the worst part for me is how people try and twist the narrative. So I don't know if you noticed it with the George Floyd situation, but they started to try and bring up a lot of his past. Yeah. And look. I would say that, like, 
black women are tired. Black women are exhausted. They're tired. They have every reason to be. So when we are now talking about the violence that some of these men, such as Jacob Blake mm-hmm. and um, George Floyd, have perpetuated, I won't try and make out like it's an invalid argument. I feel yeah. like it is a valid argument. It's a still valid conversation to have because black men still... Are, stay on their yeah, stay, yeah, they they still do they still do that. But I think what I just want to make clear, and then just to try and unify everyone, is that this is not the reason why they are killing them. No, if they, if it was the reason why they're killing them, I'm not trying to say it's okay. But then that's another com- that's a totally yeah, different conversation yeah, yeah, that yeah, we yeah, have. Yeah. yeah, but this is not why they are dying. He was I mean? no angel, isn't that what you told us when they um who did they kill? It was wasn't it? They said they with everyone. Yeah, um, yeah, true. <laughs> they said true, it with yeah, everyone. Let's be yeah. honest. There's no no angel thing. They've done it. They tried to run it with everyone and. It's just like, but then, but then the white boy that's now you should, white boy shooting people. Oh, oh, right. he he was bullied, right, right, and he's a lone so ranger. The media, he's white not media part of tells us, white media tells us that they can they pick and choose who they want to humanize. Yeah, and, and it's they, always white. And it's always white. Someone can um, shoot two hundred and fifty people in when where is it um las vegas no, yeah, the las yeah, vegas, yeah. yeah, and you want to tell me that he liked eating tortilla chips and he was why just the fuck a do I need to know that? why do I care? And and that is the problem. And there is a massive there is a massive problem on our hands. And people really need to deep it. I don't care if it overwhelms you. You need to deep it because something needs to be done. Yeah. Something more needs to be done. Um, and yeah. So a straw to um, the police that shot him. A straw um, to America. A straw please. to America. A straw, straw to, to America, America because <laughs> <laughs> put it in the bin. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, I don't. I don't know what to say anymore because everything is just a mess at this point. Um, um, and a straw to the government of this country. You could put this country in a bin as well because a black woman died in extreme poverty with a malnourished um, baby boy by her side. The baby boy was found. Mercy Baguma, a refugee from Uganda, lost her job in Glasgow after limited her limited leave to remain in the UK reportedly expired and she was no, allow, um, no longer allowed to work. So it says here... Um, a mum living in extreme poverty has been found dead beside her malnourished baby in Gla- in a Glasgow flat. Mercy Baguma from Uganda was found dead by police on Saturday, August 22nd, after friends raised the alarm that she had not been heard from since Tuesday. The baby boy was rushed to hospital for treatment and is now being cared for by his father, reports say. Mercy, who was an asylum seeker, lost her job after her limited leave to remain had reportedly expired, meaning she was no longer allowed to work. Mercy, 34, and her son were believed to have been relying on food from friends and charities. The Home Office was um, has promised to carry out a full in- investigation into the case. Um... Mercy, con- um, it says here, this is the third tragedy tragedy to affect the city's refugee population in as many months. Um, Mercy contacted the charity uh, uh, Positive Action in Housing, um, and it's on the August the 11th, and she said she was not getting any financial support yet, had made an application for migrant help. Um, had she lived, she would have been on a high priority for a crisis payment from our emergency relief fund, like hundreds of others left functionally destitute by the asylum system. The question remains, why are mothers and babies being left to go hungry in this city? Why is it being left to charities and volunteers to pick up the pieces? Does society have anything to say about... Um, about that other than call them a drain on society the fact is there is no safety net if you're a refugee or migrant 
you are left destitute and without resources and um, you're left silenced by a far-right rhetoric for being forced to ask for help. Would this mother be alive if she was not forced out of her job by this cruel system that stops you from working and paying your way because a piece of paper says your leave to remain has expired? I'm sure Mercy's son will ask this questions when he's old enough. That's what was said by Rabina Qureshi, who's the director of Positive Action and Housing. And he will definitely ask those questions. What kind of work, what kind of world is this? Um, and it's this whole thing about no recourse to public funds. Like when you're, when you're a refugee, when you're an asylum seeker, as they see it, they're like, oh no, you can't have any you're of the entitled. public. But yeah, you're not entitled. But you can stay here and just, just function there. Yeah. I was working on Tuesday because of a piece of paper. I can no longer now work on Wednesday. So how am I supposed to eat? How am I supposed to now look after myself? That's the madness of it all. Like it's literally a piece of paper that's saying what I can and cannot do. And then you've put my son's life in danger and she died. She died because of those conditions. And then the home office says they're going to do a full investigation. You, don't even, need, you don't even need to bother. It was your fault. <laughs> you don't even need to bother. It's, uh, how are you going to investigate yourself? Right. I... This world is trash, but we've got to find a way. Like, that's why everything is coming down as it is, because there has to be a different way. There has to be a different system, because what is currently here is not working. So fuck the Scottish government for allowing all of this to happen. Oh, it was in Scotland? Yeah, Glasgow. Yeah. Just fuck everything. Fuck the UK. Fuck everybody. This United Kingdom that likes to um, um, divide everybody else. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. A straw for all of you. A straw for them. Yeah, um, song, and then my last straw of the week just goes out to the people who um, can't let people rest. Chadwick Boseman died and instantly we've got messages about you know, what we should be doing with ourselves. And we've got no excuse for not working and not, you know, um, going out there and giving it all we got because Chadwick was still working while he was, um, while he, you know, had his condition and while he was disabled. Stop talking, leave people alone. Go and suck your mother. Go and suck your mother. Someone wrote, Chadwick was diagnosed with colon cancer four years ago. And in that time, he delivered seven movies with impeccable acting. What excuse do you have for not being, for what excuse do you have for being an underachiever? This should get you to make a change. What, what, what change do you think you're affecting with, with tweets like that? I don't get it. What? We should, we need to create a world where people who have illnesses like that don't need to overwork themselves. Yes. Because look, when Chadwick got that news, he I'm, I'm so sure he was just thinking about his family and thinking yeah. about his wife and thinking about, how am I going to make sure you guys are set? Yeah. So I'm sure he felt like he needed to do all of that. He needed to keep it on the wraps. He needed to, do you get what I mean? Maneuver mm. it that way so that he could look after his family when he's when he was going to go. Yeah. After he's gone. And, and part of him hoping that he'll make it through. Right. Let and me just keep working and make it through. And we're all built differently. Of course. He had his motivations for wanting to, 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 to continue to work, yeah? That doesn't mean that I am an overachiever because I am not making seven films whilst, you know, dealing with a condition, dealing right. with cancer. Like, so shut up. Yeah, and everyone's struggle is different. So it's just, it's quite... And, and look, and, and not to take anything away from Chadwick, but obviously when you're on that level, when you're going through stuff like that, you have things in place to make it easier for mm-hmm. you. The regular, let's be honest, the regular person couldn't have colon cancer and be doing 
but that's what someone tweeted. You get, and expelling in that much energy, it's not. It just wouldn't be the case. You have to have someone on hand. You have to have. Per, you you need so many personal people. Someone tweeted, "No, please, no." Some of us could barely get out of bed during chemo. I remember being unable to buy a single thing. Just the possibility that I might die. Seeing everyone wondering how things looked normal when my own world appeared to be collapsing. Let people deal, however, yes. please. And I thought and that's shut it. Up. Exactly. Shut up. Leave yes. people alone. Fuck and off. And when people tweet stuff like that, clear. And not that. I, not that I'm wishing it on them, but clearly you haven't been around people that have cancer you haven't yeah yeah do you get what i mean because when you see someone with cancer fam it's it's different it's deep it's different and so leave people alone you know i i really hate that kind of mentality like oh he was really hard working again stop deifying people with disabilities like you know oh they so inspirational so motivational they don't like it well you know a lot of the disabled people that um the people that i speak to who are experiencing disability they don't like being talked about in that way mm. like oh you know oh you're just such a go-getter yes inspirational motivational i'm not here to be your motivation i'm trying no. to get through my fucking life yes and so yeah that just irritated me so the straws for people who roll like that like just let people breathe just like, give send people a nice a r.i.p yeah and or be kind you never know what people are going through or just be kind yeah and so could. fuck all of the people as well who when they saw him losing weight were watching his instagram stories and making memes and commenting yeah. and writing and so to the point where he had to delete the video because what that demonstrates for me is it, it demonstrates a lack of common sense guys be, if you see a lady down the street and her belly's like literally is is poking out it's yeah. likely that she's pregnant or if not. you see oh, oh, oh okay maybe not but if you see someone that once looked a certain way and they are no longer looking that way and they look a bit drawn out they look a bit unhealthy chances are that maybe they're not healthy yeah so pointing that out what is that now going to do do you know i mean do you, if, i'm just thinking about how much confidence he need he needed he possibly he must have had to have psyched himself up to get on camera looking that way do you know what i mean so it's just it's just a bit of common sense what I'm basically trying to say. If someone mean, if someone yeah. looks if you if, if basically off, if you're about to ask them, so I get what you mean. Like if your tummy's poking out and you want to say, are you pregnant? Just assume that they are. Yeah, leave it then. Leave just it. leave it then. You yes, don't need to you don't need to ask. And because if they, they wanted you to know, they, they would have told said you exactly, exactly, exactly that. You just don't need to say anything. Do you get what I mean? So I just think it's it's, it's hurtful. People people get a pimple and lose confidence. Yeah. Right. So just imagine. Wow. Nah. For the fact that he went and deleted photos, deleted things, I just thought, nah. It's, it's sad. I knew something. I, I I'm not gonna try and make her like I'm some psychic. I knew something was wrong. I just didn't know where it was. I definitely I knew something was wrong from when just. It was before he started looking that way. It was just that he was drawn out. You've just looked like something. You're not smiling yet. Yeah. It was the eyes. Definitely the eyes. He looked drawn out. He looked like mm. he was pushing himself a lot True, to do a yeah. lot. Yeah. And I, I thought when I he came to England for the premiere of Twenty One Bridges, um, and I remember seeing him and thinking. I hope he's okay. That's just uh, all mm. I thought. I just thought, but I just thought maybe the stress of everything. Was just, yeah. And and we said that. that with Black Panther. We said, oh, he hates, he's getting tired yeah, of the yeah, Wakanda yeah. and all yeah. of this. That like, he is genuinely, that should really make everyone even. It made me sad. Most. It yeah, choked like, me up. Was, I just thought, he was, oh. gen- he was physically tired. Yeah. And just this online culture of just such mean people, just mean spirited people. I can just say what I like because this is a celebrity or this is someone I don't know. I can just say what I like, but some of you, you even know the people and you go and create fake pages. Yeah, so yeah, that's, um, that's pretty much it for this week. I think that we can call it a day there. We've yeah. said a lot R. of R. things. RIP Chadwick. Like, Oh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot, but thank you to everybody that's written in. Um, really appreciate you. Thank- coming back. Huh? I said it's been lovely coming back. Well, well, yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you for coming back. Thank yes. you for gracing us with your presence. Uh-huh. Um, 
And yeah, you can thank you to Skillshare for sponsoring this episode. And um, patrons, if you're new to my Patreon and you're sub- subscribing for over $25, remember that you're entitled to um, a monthly one-to-one tarot reading that I send you by MP3. You, all you have to do is send me a question, preferably at the beginning of the month, and then I'll send you the um, MP3 reading usually via WeTransfer. So you're entitled to that. Um, the people who are um, on the $8 tier, you get um, a pick a pile for the group. Um every week as well so all of those things are there for you thank you for all of the support the way that you continue to support the podcast um where can they find you they can find me on twitter sadiq ojn you can also find me on instagram sadiq ojn nice and i have been kelechi okafor and this has been sym officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what suck your mother So yeah, you can follow me on at Collection of Cough or at Say Your Mind Pod. It's been real. It's been great um, keeping you all entertained whenever you listen to this. Remember to just find your peace. Keep that peace. Yeah. And God will continue to replenish you. Catch you on the flip side. Peace. Bye guys. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. If you sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sippy here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.